0: Welcome to episode 66, everyone. This is Andrew from the Superhouse Podcast. Thanks for checking in again. This week we have, once again, our senior Batman correspondent, Ben Juan, has visited Superhouse once again, and we have many thanks to give him, and also we have Maddie again, of course. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically it. So, uh, we want to get right into it, uh, Ben Wrote the what you wrote some material for the uh, box set for the phantasm horror Blu ray DVD box set, uh, where you even mention us, dude. That's fucking insane. I wasn't (laughs) expecting that. We're not uh,
1: worthy. We're not worthy. What can I say? I
2: thought of you guys, and they wanted to know like a lot about, like, they wanted like a short snippet about, like, you know, what has been about, like, what do, you, what do you want to put in there outside of, like, like Phantasm? Like, well, here's some other stuff where they can find me, and then, you know, just put it in, like, you know, frequent guest spot on the Superhouse podcast, and now it's mm-hmm. in there for posterity for all the Phantasm fans to check out, so if you get some upsurge in listeners, especially, or, you know, fans and all that, then... Well, I did my job.
0: That's I mean, dude, that's fucking incredible. We haven't had anything like that before, man. And I like I was like like I'm pretty much like deeply grateful that you did that. Like no one asked you to do that, but you did it anyway, and it's fucking great, man. It really is.
2: No problem, man. I mean, this is all it's all us helping each other. Like we're all I'm in the beginning of my career and everything. I got to give shout-outs to whoever I can to people who, you know, cuz you guys have been great in sort of giving me so, a platform sometimes to promote myself or uh, just my material and things like that so anything that I can do.
0: Thank you man I, I mean look I'm going to buy that set it's in my Amazon uh, cart right now. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Might uh, as well <laughs> <laughs> wait for that tax refund. Uh, same here bro <laughs> wait for that
0: tax refund that's a, an expensive you. set but I, I pretty much have to own it at this point and uh, I mean full disclosure I don't think I've seen any of these movies so how I mean, look how how'd you get involved in all this, dude? You watch these movies and then you got in touch with somebody in LA and you're like, "Yeah, I like that shit. I'll write for it." Or how exactly did it work?
2: I mean, I wish it was that simple, but uh, <laughs> it, it's a complicated backstory. Back in back in college, man, this is way back. They I got contacted by an online dating site called Fan Crush, and they were sent, they're not around anymore, but they were an online dating site specifically for geeks. And like sci-fi fans, horror fans and things like that. And they wanted a component that would made themselves different from like, okay, Cupid or whatever was around at the time. I don't think Tinder was around at the time. But they were gonna have like movie news, like news on the genre you could read while also like browsing profiles of people right. you were interested in. <laughs> so I'm anyway, like, okay, I'll I'll check it out. And they wanted to incorporate interviews as well. And one of the people I interviewed was David Wong, who wrote John Dies at the end. And that was adapted by Don Coscarelli into a movie it was going to be at the time. So I sent a few interview questions to David Wong. He got back to me and everything. I wrote out the article. It it got published. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, job's done on that. And I kept writing for Fan Crush. What ended up happening later on is I get this email. And it says Don Coscarelli in it. And I'm (laughs) like... "Um, (laughs) Chills. Really? Okay. And he's like, hey, Ben, like I read your interview with David. On John dies at the end I think he did great work I'm actually thinking of doing interviews having somebody do interviews with the cast members and crew of my Phantasm movies for possibly like, I'm not sure what to do with it yet maybe I can put it on the website on like phantasm.com uh, but if you're interested in it let me know and you know after maybe like five minutes just wondering if this was really Don Coscarelli just personally <laughs> emailing me I was like um yeah course i'll do it so we set up a <laughs> phone interview i talked to him on the phone he sounded exactly like the dude on like the video interviews i i saw so i'm like okay i'm pretty sure this is a real guy holy shit and um the first one he set me up with was bill Thornbury, who plays jody one of the main characters in the very first phantasm and of course first phantasm was in the 70s or everything so everybody right now is just way older than they were in the beginning and um mm. have had and, it, and I was just wondering how much these guys were going to remember. Not because of age or anything, but because of just like how long it's been right. since it's been filming. But what surprised me was just how everybody just had all these stories to share about each movie and like it was almost as if it was yesterday for every single one. And for a whole bunch of movies that are by... You know, there are a bunch of horror movies obviously very gory, very dark, very twisted, but you could not have asked for a nicer group of people to be behind them like don was don was great every single person i talked to was just really nice and it was a great experience and i was i turned out the articles and i thought they were going to be like posted on the website but they pretty much it, it never really ended up on there but like i was paid and i was like okay whatever like this is this is a property of don and his company and they can do what they want with it and for a while like that that was it until i got contacted maybe like a couple months ago that from don himself being like hey uh keep this on the download but we're going to put all your interviews into the box set that's coming out oh shit and uh what do you like here what do you want to put in for like your bio because there is an option to put like your bio on the front in in the front and so that's that's how that came about where i ended up uh putting in shout out to you guys as well as talking about how like one of my favorite experiences during the interviews was getting called one of the trademark one of the trademark lines is uh boy from you know the tall man and i actually got i have a recording of angus scrim the actor who played that character him himself saying that to me during the interview so uh that was probably one of the best experiences in that but uh, that's that's what's in the bio and obviously, if he hadn't contacted me so recently for that bio, um, I would not have had a chance to even think about it, or even know that it was a part of the Blu-ray, or even mention you guys, or anything like that. So I'm grateful that Don kept me in the process. I'm grateful that he was able to find an avenue that I think was probably the best one to publish these interviews. And I'm overall, you know, I'm very grateful myself for the opportunity and be able to say, hey, this is my first sort of published work that's not online.
0: Right, so yeah. you're 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 not like so you just said off air that horror is not your main main genre. But what is it about these phantasm films that are that are that are better, or I don't know, more unique than than other horror films? What what attracted you to these?
2: Well, for I mean I gotta admit, as the Batman fan in me, I'm just like phantasm isn't like mask of the phantasm, but like yeah. obviously there's nothing to do with it. Uh, what I think attracts me to this as well as just a lot of the Phantasm fans is the fact that this is pretty much like a long-running indie horror franchise. Like, none of these yeah. guys are, like, super Hollywood. None of these guys are... Like, they. there were rumors that, like, Brad Pitt auditioned for one of the roles in, like, Phantasm 2, but he never got it. Oh, sure. uh, but, like, there's almost, like, when the, with his following, it's not just of the movies or the mythology, it's also the people behind it that I thought was fascinating, too. Uh, not just seeing... These as like oh like cool the tall man and the mythology and the silver spheres, but also like you know, Don Coscarelli, Angus Scrim, Michael Baldwin like all these guys sort of had their own followings and from behind the scenes and I think it's because people relate to the fact that these were these are like everyday guys these are everyday people who decided hey let's let's make a horror movie, and it blew up into something that was warranted a sequel and a sequel and another one you know the second. The history is that the first one was pretty much an independent movie that Don made. I think he was in his 20s. His parents were helping out. You know, his mom was doing the makeup. Oh shit. Yeah, and uh, it got big enough that Phantasm 2 was produced by Universal, and you can tell that that's a big budget movie because out of all the movies, that's the one that has like it. It looks like it, it put in the most money into that. And then three and four were uh, direct video, but obviously. He was still able to continue stuff, and then five came out like last year to like close out the mm-hmm. whole, the whole saga. And it's just everybody who's been following it knows behind the scenes stuff. I think just as well. I think that and t- to me, I, th- I think that's what attracts everyone to it is is the fact that these guys were able to pull that off, and the fact that they they're all great, nice people. And I think it's that underdog and or every man aspect that uh, is at least what I like about it.
0: So these guys are kind of like uh, uh, trauma in, in, in a sense, where they're they're kind of DIY and everything is, you know, independent. And I mean, look, I feel terrible, man, because I'm fucking <laughs> podcast mentioned in the fucking box set. I don't even know any fucking thing about it.
1: And I have it in the, on in the background right now, Phantasm mm-hmm. One, watching it as we talk.
2: Oh, nice. Oh shit, there yeah. you go. So uh, yeah, I mean, the, when you when you pick up a copy, you'll get to you get to see it as well as what, read the compendium that's behind the scenes. But you'll you'll see just like how it's such a family behind the scenes. Even like Reggie Bannister, I believe, like met his wife. Reggie Bannister is one of the main actors. He met his wife like on the set, and I think she ended up like making like the the alien blood at some oh, point. True. Like this is, it's just uh, such a close knit family and everything. And I felt so privileged to be like a part of kind of getting it's almost like getting a honorary seat at the table just to be able to talk to these guys and getting to getting to hear about it just for just for a little bit each time uh, I was able to call them up on the phone and like write something about them and I think that's why fans always come up to them in the conventions I, I see a bunch there's like a whole bunch of YouTube videos you can look up where they're at conventions and you can tell that they're loved you can tell that they um, they really adore their fans and their fans love them and it's it's just a really nice thing that's kind of separate from I guess the big Hollywood stereotypes that you associate with with franchises in general
0: cool and uh, out of the out of the the series what, what's your personal favorite one do you have one
2: um I mean I think there's just magic to the first one I, I, it's the same opinion I have about Star Wars and the fact that there's it, it's almost really tough to beat. The very first one that starts it all that you know is just like in the beginning where they it's like okay we might not really know what we're doing but we'll, we're, we're trying this out and the first time that these guys are originating the characters and figuring out like what the silver sphere is and who the tall man is and all that so I, i'd say the first one is still probably the best out of everything and, and i think the it, it seems like don might agree based off of what i've what i've read the, don't quote me on that but uh <laughs> it's uh but i think also everybody behind the scenes of course associate it as the one that is this is where we all came together this is where we all sort of started all so i think that's that's where the affection comes from more than anything
0: okay is, is there going to be another one or is it pretty much closed out at this point
2: i would say it's pretty closed out i mean he hasn't closed the door on it but um angus scrim was the main villain out of all five movies and after like before the release of the fifth movie he passed away last year. So it'd it'd be, it would not be the same in my opinion. I mean, there is, uh, there was, there was a funny video of, uh, Dawn, the director out with, um, Kat Lester who plays the lady in lavender. She's like the female form that the, the villain takes on every now and then. And there was kind of a joke that, you know, maybe she could like take it over. For the next one which might be cool but I, again i have a feeling that they might just want to keep it the way it is just to sort of preserve it being like here are the five that angus did and yes. this is how it's how it's like and you can all put take them all out on uh, on blue right now so it's it's night need to have the, this collection with all five films i mean i didn't even know they were doing a fifth one this is how secretive they were about the fifth <laughs> one. i didn't even know they were making a fifth when i was interviewing everybody because i was like oh, you know shit if there were going to be a fifth movie, would you be open to it? Because the fourth movie ends on a cliffhanger. I was like, would you be open to a fifth movie? And they're just like, oh, yeah. And then, like, <laughs> maybe a couple months later, I, I read, like, Phantasm Ravager coming out, like, next year. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys pulled over, <laughs> you pulled it over my eyes. But uh, it, it, was, it was great to just be able to, as I said, just be a part of, yeah, have a seat at the table with the family and just getting to hear all the stories.
0: Nice, man. And w- did you like first come upon the series just going through the video store and maybe Blockbuster or whatever, and and, and seeing the the just the cover art and being like, that's cool. I'm yeah, I mean,
2: I, yeah, I definitely remember seeing Angus's face and showing the silver sphere. Um, I think I have a line about that in in the bio, but that was my introduction to Phantasm was just seeing that that image over and over again at Blockbuster, and of course, obviously, it was too young to rent it or too young to ask my parents to rent it for me to see what it was about but i i didn't actually end up seeing the first phantasm until that fan crush job it was uh at that fan crush job that i was like uh hey uh you need to probably research this david wong guy from john dies at the end because he was really influenced by this movie phantasm so i'm just like okay fine i'll read the book and then i'll watch the movie and then i watch the movie i'm like wow this is like really twisted and interesting and all that, and uh, I had no idea from there that I would end up becoming sort of this historian on it, at least for this for this book.
0: That's fucking awesome, dude. I'm uh, look. I'm going to fucking watch all of them now. <laughs> at this point, there's no way I'm not. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it would be disgrace if I
2: didn't. But, but <laughs> now, that we're in, now, now that we're all, our names are in this thing
0: yes exactly um maddie did you have any questions or stefan
1: um no i mean you pretty much answered them i'm excited to get the box set and read like the interviews and stuff uh with them but like i'm kind of the same way i came upon phantasm at a video store vhs Mm. and my dad had seen it and he was like oh you like i watched this movie too young (laughs) like (laughs) my father showed me a lot of horror movies i probably shouldn't have been watching but I remember watching the first one, the second one. I don't remember the third and fourth one that well, so it'd be great to like rewatch those. And I haven't seen Ravager yet. I heard it was not good, but I got to complete the got to complete the series. So, um,
2: yeah, I, I admit I've not seen the last one myself either. But like, I kind of I basically want to sit down and watch, put in the first one and watch each one consecutively so that by because like, each one ends pretty much in the cliffhanger. Yeah. So like, I don't remember enough because it was a while ago since I worked on this, I don't remember enough in my opinion for me to sort of really appreciate watching a final chapter I want to I want a refresher beforehand
1: Yeah, yeah no, uh yeah, I just remember watching this and being like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> like, this is so <laughs> weird no feeling, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot of surreal stuff and, um, this movie came out before, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and there's a lot of dream stuff in it and kind of paved the way for, like, indie horror and, like what could be done and the effects are fucking great throughout it like i mean you see like what they accomplished on like a little indie film you know has become this like cult classic and you know the dialogue's not that great but it's it's got a charm to it so but yeah i just want to say thanks for mentioning us that was fucking cool not um, no problem. and uh yeah i mean i can't wait to read it maybe <laughs> maybe then i'll have questions but <laughs> right now i'm just like oh that's cool
2: yeah, no problem, man. I mean, I've I have my copy, and I haven't really had time to really digest or reread, because uh, as as I told you guys, it's been a while since I actually wrote these, cause, so I might end up just like reading this and being like, man, this is terrible. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? <laughs> <What> <laughs> Obviously, you... not not the quotes. Thankfully, it's mostly a lot of this is quotes from the actors involved.
0: But and, they, uh, they... Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Uh, yeah, as as I said, it was mostly quotes of the actors involved, but. Uh, you know some of the other some of, a lot of the interview is written in the style of sort of like an article or a mini biography especially it, it ends on the interview of Angus Grimm the main star appropriately cool. enough um, because of the fact that he was, he was the main guy and that was the longest interview and uh, it's it, it I guess it does kind of give me chills that um, you know, I know I know he, I wasn't the last person to talk to him obviously because he made a whole movie afterwards and he probably did interviews but this is probably the last published interview with him that's cool
0: what was it like just talking with this guy
2: oh was, this guy could have been the coolest grandfather like, <laughs> he, like honestly I talked to him and, and I was like man I wish this was my grandpa like he you know star of a horror movie and everything like that. Uh, I know that he didn't have grandchildren. He had nieces and I think grand nieces or grand nephews or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, it's not. It's not for me to say anything about about him. But anyway, he uh, he was he was wonderful to talk to for a guy. As I said, for a guy who played this really twisted evil guy who killed everybody, he was the sweetheart. <laughs> he was he was pretty. <laughs> he was, he was really um, humble as well. I remember. Uh, I was recording it because we weren't sure whether or not to do we were going to do an audio So that's partially why I have some audio of, of these guys And I was on the phone and like I introduced him as like The legendary Angus scrim and he was just like his first comment was just like man. I don't know about legendary That's a lot to live up to and I was like man, you, <laughs> you
3: know,
2: I'm like you're probably the only you're <laughs> probably the only like major horror actor I can think of who would like actually comment like that as opposed to just being like. Oh, thank you You know <laughs>
3: Yeah. So like he wanted to correct me and
2: be like, no, it's I don't don't think of me that way, but like we you know we ha- we do think of him that way, the fans of this or even even if you're not a fan of it, just like seeing his face with the silver spear, you know what that's about. You know you at least associate that with a the franchise, yeah. and um, I, I think he uh, at least appreciated deep down that this was this was where he made his mark. Was isn't <laughs> this role as the tall man?
0: is this your favorite horror series of all time personally or or it's just up there like top 5 situation
2: I mean it's up there but it's also as as you can imagine uh, I I have a bias because of the fact that I I've I've talked to these people. I know a lot of the behind right. the scenes stuff so it's tough for me to watch it as just a fiction thing to absorb and instead it's more just like oh I talked to that guy and he told me oh cool like this is the scene that he talked about where this happened or like that's the cemetery where they shot this, and I remember this one funny story that like Ken Ken Jones is one of the one of the actors who played a minor role who had a really memorable death scene. But he was, he had a funny story about the cemetery and things like that that's in the book, and so like that that's what I mainly associated with is uh, I guess the opportunity to talk to these people and their stories their stories involved. But yeah, as as Manny said, it's just kind of a really it's a really twisted what the hell is going on type of feeling, and it's deliberate. Too. Like right. I remember getting to the end of Phantasm One, no spoilers, but getting to the end of Phantasm One, I'm going like, wait a minute, what? And like, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And I'm like okay, maybe I have to watch like the next three movies because there were only three movies at the time. Maybe I have to watch the next three movies to understand what the hell just happened. Um, and I guess I'm still not sure what really happened, but I'll I'll close it out by by watching all five by the end, and maybe I'll get back to you guys.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. No problem. Well, shit, man. I wish I had more to fucking say about this shit, but I haven't seen it yet.
2: <laughs> <It's> all good. <laughs> maybe we'll,
0: we'll uh, reconvene maybe we could, on this topic.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll have something that's a good segue to what we'll talk about next. But um.
0: Okay. Yeah. Go I ahead.
2: Do, I do wish that because uh, Phantasm Two was kind of released at a time that was right up against like all these other major movies, and there was a hope that like this would launch Phantasm movies into like a like a household major blockbuster thing like a Halloween or a Nightmare on Elm Street type thing and unfortunately just the timing didn't work out but like if it did like I would have loved to have seen Angus in more stuff I would have loved to have seen him in more villain roles and I think he would have been awesome as the Scarecrow
3: no, like oh, he's this shit.
2: tall lanky dude with like this really memorable like deep voice distinctive voice and just imagining that underneath like a burlap sack mask Oh yeah. up against like yeah. I don't know like Michael Keaton during the time like a Tim Burton Batman, like that would have been like really creepy and awesome.
1: He definitely has yeah. the uh, stature and physique for a cool scarecrow, for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, it would have been awesome.
0: four, he says. Mm-hmm.
2: No, that's why Jesus. he's the tall man. And I think even then they gave him like lifts or something, because he had to look really... he obviously had to tower above everybody in this... in these movies.
0: He's got like that horror look. I'm looking at him now. It's just. I mean, oh, of course, they, they made him look like that, but... Those yeah, are, I mean, uh, it, it, it really, like, his natural look kind of caters to that, I guess.
2: Yeah, and uh, he he was very much influenced by old-school horror. So, like, Bela Lugosi, Boris Karloff, and everything like that. Right. And he, I mean, a lot of it is just the facial expression and the voice that he puts on. Yeah. Right. Uh, There's very little makeup, because you'll see him. Uh, he does end up playing a different character at one point. In the franchise, and that's when you kind of see him being a little bit more naturally Angus Scrim, and you realize, oh, this guy's, this guy's not so bad after all. <laughs> like, like, like you get to see how much of it was a performance, how much of it was a character he had put on, and you just—that's when you really have to appreciate uh, Angus Scrim, the actor.
0: Real quick before we go into the next topic, but uh, since you mentioned Scarecrow, did have you? I know you're not a huge, huge gamer, but have you seen the Scarecrow uh, in Justice
2: Two footage? Uh yeah, I have. I think it looks weird. <laughs> like, what's your issue with it? I guess it's. I guess it, it's. I guess it looks more like a, halluc, a hallucination version of him. Right.
3: Right. 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 That's yeah. my
2: main, main thing. I guess I'm just kind of a traditionalist. I just like the typical scarecrow outfit, maybe with a long coat. I love the cartoon version that they did, where he kind of had like a death's mask,
3: Right, one that Jeffrey Combs yeah. did the
2: voice of. <laughs> right. Uh, I kind of prefer that over the sort of Freddy Krueger-esque video game version that's been in the Arkham games and the Injustice 1.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Injustice 2 Scarecrow sucks. I'm sorry. I just looked at it. It's terrible. Yeah,
2: as I said, like it doesn't really look like I'd like it to. So, but, I mean, it's... Whatever. It's, it's it, well,
0: to me, it feels like awesome. they, 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 they wanted to... They, they saw the, the, the Scarecrow from Arkham and Whenever they're under the 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 influence of the of the drugs, so it's like that really fantasy version of them, right? And they want they they just went with that, and that's like and that's it. They didn't do anything else with them. Also, yeah, I mean... from, from a fighting game perspective, from a fighting game fan perspective, his moves his moves are just okay. They're not like super inspired. It feels like like when you look at the Flash on this game, he his special is he like goes to the future. And bangs you into some no 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 he goes in the past and bangs you into a T Rex, and then he brings you into the future and bangs you into a futuristic building or some shit. I don't want to get banged by anybody. Yeah, or you know, throws you. Let alone a T
1: Rex. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) So like,
0: so so I'm I'm just saying that like that feels more a little bit more inspired than than his moves. You know, do that
2: to all the villains in the show. Then.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly so i mean yeah it, it could be better but i i like the you know whenever they have like the little uh face-to-face the standoff moment in the game where he says he says something like let's explore your fear or whatever and then it's fine i mean it's fun it, it, it him saying let's explore something makes it it's it kind of a callback to the uh you know him being a psychiatrist
1: he looks so at least, like at least that's fun. there he looks like a thin version of Oogie Boogie from A <laughs> yeah. Maybe Injustice
4: yeah, like, 2 is an illusion. Brought on by Scarecrow? Maybe, bro. In of itself. Well, yeah, because it's like, you know, they, they beefed him up. The design of the Scarecrow up to be this, like, supernatural kind of being. Who knows what assorted tales happening in Injustice 2. Uh, yeah. yeah, so Injustice has to... It, it, it's a fighting game, also, so
0: they have to get, they get around explaining how everybody can fight each other. How can Harley Quinn fight right. Superman? So, even in the first game, there, there's this where they all take like the super pill. Where... What? <laughs> yeah. yeah think,
1: Jesus Christ. Like... I
2: think even Alfred's taken one. That's why there's like this comic you find where Alfred beats the shit out of Superman. Yes, and I'm like, what the hell?
0: That's right. Superman. Uh, <laughs> Alfred beats the shit out of Superman in one fucking scene. Injustice, <laughs> the Injustice comic is insane, man.
2: <laughs> I've read parts uh, of it. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I mean, risk. taking risks. That's There's some like an badass
0: old- parts though where, you know, Black Adam is an old-ass motherfucker, right? He's like a thousand years old. He's stayed transformed <laughs> for years. Fucking in the in the Injustice comic, Wonder Woman she makes the she she lassos him with the lasso of truth. And she's like, say the word. And so he says Shazam, because he has no choice, right? Because this is the lasso of truth. Yeah. And when he says Shazam, he dies. Well she basically kills him because as soon as he says Shazam, he turns like a thousand years old and he fucking withers away. So uh, it's just like like the, the like Injustice comic is yeah. is like That's half not awesome. it's like half nonsense, like more nonsense than usual from comics. <laughs> but but it's also like kind of no holds barred at the same time, like where evil Superman is, you know, putting his fucking fist through Joker's right uh, uh, chest. You know, I mean, it, I it, get
2: it's the like doing stuff that. DC in the mainstream would just not let them do. Like, no way are we going to let you know, Superman kill Joker. No way. Real thing. But you can do it in an alternate universe.
0: No, Yeah, non-canonical shit, it's yeah. going to be fine. And that's what Injustice is. Just Injustice is not canon, so they just let them go fucking nuts. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to have, like, one of the most beloved characters, Harley Quinn, not fight in this game? Are you kidding me? No, she's going to fight. So they just, they just think of some bullshit reason, Super Pills... And then just let them you know let it go that's just how it goes
2: <laughs> yeah. video games everyone video games <laughs> welcome to video game what, what do you what do you want
4: from, what do you want from nether realm studios you know that's just, that's just how we how it goes i mean yeah those, those mortal Kombat games are good the fighting aspect of it is awesome like the game in in of itself it plays fun. like
0: mortal combat it really does yeah, yeah
4: awesome. and they're awesome that's like one of my be- my favorite fighting systems so it's like I get it. It's funny. Like sometimes I wish they didn't inject things like that with so much of their own like machinations, just for sake of making it believable. Just like (laughs) fucking do it. Well, you know what? It's it's funny though. Like when you play story mode in Injustice
0: One, it's actually I I liked it a lot. I I thought that you know, even though it has a super pill thing, it's it's mostly enjoyable. For sure. I mean, you have like a lot of the the voice actors from the Justice League cartoon are there. And cool. like Green Arrow is saying Green Arrow shit, and Superman saying Superman shit, and it's just like <laughs> it's, a fun, it's a fun time. It really is. Yeah. Like Green yeah. Arrow has that side where he's kind of an environmentalist. You know, he's an environmentalist Buddhist type character, and like when they go to the Batcave in the uh, in the game in story mode, Green Arrow makes this comment about. Well, Batman says, uh, "My my Batcave is lead lined, so Superman can't see in here." And then uh, Green Arrow says, "That's that's environmental, <laughs> you know, something like that. <laughs> like it's it's all there, you know. Like they they really do take the time with a lot of that stuff. So it's just that, that stuff is fun. I think.
4: Yeah, true.
1: Stefan, do you have a, uh, a Phantasm? Have you seen it? Yeah, get back before we move on. I
4: remember yeah, seeing yeah, right. the, the first time I saw Phantasm was on like a VHS, a collection of VHS that somebody had. Yeah, it seems um, to be our common thing. Like, yeah. we saw the VHS cover, and we're like, what the hell? But it was, like, this? no, it wasn't even the actual movie. It was, like, Under Siege, Under Siege 2, Child's Play, and, you know, when you could pack, like, four movies onto one VHS tape. sending oh, like, really? the length, yeah. <laughs> and Phantasm was on the end. I remember watching this, like, really garbled, like, which added to it, you know, like, it's really kind of, like, but it had, you know, that atonal kind of soundtrack to it, just old, you know. And, uh... And I remember one of my first boners was the graveyard scene. <laughs> where they're, trying bone, they're trying to bone in the graveyard. Yeah, I kept luster. Um, yeah. and, then first first boner, <laughs> yeah. and then when you get to the end, like the end kind of like twist, I guess, or whatever. I, I remember the last time I saw this movie being like, I love this movie. Um, so, yeah, I think it's pretty good. My dog's barking. Sorry. Yeah.
2: I will. I will say you brought up sort of the the sound. I know you meant different type of soundtrack, but uh, I think Phantasm has one of the best horror like theme songs out of yeah. all of them. Like I think it, to me it's up there with like the the Halloween theme.
0: God damn it! I, look, after this is recording, I'm going to be watching it <laughs> via my own channels, and then I will buy it, of course.
1: Yeah, I had to Kill run me. out. And fi- I have a VHS copy I picked up at work for like ten cents when I was working at half price books. And I watched it, like, a couple years ago, and I was like, man, I thought this movie's good. Like, I need to watch the other ones. And I couldn't find them. Because um, they're, like, fantastic and You to be on
2: Netflix. Weir- like, that's how yeah. I, I tell them. And then for some reason, they, they, you know, know how Netflix is. Like, everything just disappears at some point.
1: And I went into this new, like, used DVD comic book store that was, like, right next to this restaurant. And I was like, Paper Street Company. Oh, like, I don't know what this is, but I see comics. So I'm going in just to see what's about. And I walk over to, like, their, they have a horror section. I was like, yes, these are my people. Um... So I walk over, and Phantasm on Blu-ray, I was like, well, I guess I should do some homework before uh, we talk about it. So, um, It's weird that Bad Robot re-released... Did they do all of the re-release of the Phantasm movies, or was it just just the first first one? one?
2: It was just the first one, and it's for a few reasons. One of them is that um, Phantasm was an influence on J.J. Abrams.
1: Yeah, he loves this movie.
2: Yeah, that's why the character is Captain Phasma. Yeah. In The Force Awakens. Oh, shit. Named after Phantasm, and she's all a great. We are silvery, now somewhat like, connected
0: to Star Wars directly, guys.
2: And speaking of Star Wars, like. Thanks, the first, Ben. <laughs> the first Phantasm, it came out in 79, but, like, it, it was. It was. It took a while for them to be making it. And one thing, I don't know if it was a controversy at the time, but people did note how the, the little dwarf guys. Yeah. In the Phantasm movies, we're supposed to be aliens and everything. Uh, they look like Jawas. Yeah.
1: Jesus yeah.
0: Christ.
2: And you Christ. didn't really know. Of, of course, Like you can't really say one really influenced the other because I'm pretty sure Don was making this movie before the first Star Wars came out. And obviously George Lucas didn't know what the hell was going on on the other side. <laughs> but like, it is a funny coincidence when you see like a shot of like this desert area with a whole bunch of like hooded dwarves walking around. And I'm like, wait, this looks like Tatooine.
0: <laughs> ben, are you but, telling me that J.J. Abrams probably has this box set and has read the word and "Superhouse" podcast.
2: Possibly, I'm, just, I'm not ruling it out.
3: <laughs> oh.
1: I will believe it, and I will dream it tonight. God they damn it, was made it, boys!
2: And said he loved the book. <laughs> 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 but I mean, yeah, I mean, the bad robot was in charge of it. They sent. I think they did a re-release of the movie. I think sometime last year.
3: Yeah.
2: Around the same time as the fifth movie coming out, and uh, you know Abrams is on record with the whole like phantasm Captain Phasma connection. So, I would not be surprised if he has picked up a copy or somebody he knows has picked up somebody in that company has picked up a copy.
0: JJ, let me just tell you something right now if you're listening. (laughs) JJ, listen to me, all right? (laughs) Superhousepodcast at (laughs) gmail.com. Will you please email us?
1: Actually, just come on right now. I'm I'm sure you got ways. You can figure it out how to get on here. We want to talk (laughs) about Force Awakens. Soft Park made fun of you
0: for a whole season saying, Remember Berries and shit? We haven't done that. We love Force Awakens. I love true, <laughs> member berries. So, so, and we love <laughs> member berries too. Actually,
3: yeah.
0: equal opportunity lovers here. But yeah, that's right. Look, JJ. Look, if you want to come on, you know, throw us a Just bone here. On, all right. Sorry. Sorry. All, all right. Back to you. Back to you, Ben. <laughs> sorry.
2: Back to Phantasm. But I mean, it's it, it is it is it was an influence definitely <laughs> on um, a lot of different filmmakers. I imagine. Uh, but Abr- Abrams is definitely on record. I don't know anyone else, but I'm sure that you could probably like look it up and find others. But uh, I guess to summarize the movies, uh, the first one obviously is the one that started it all. It's the independent one. The second one is where it got a little more mainstream. It's the only one produced by Universal. It's the one that mainly got a theatrical release and a premiere. Uh, but due to the whole like studio thing, they gave Don like a choice. They're just like, hey, like we want. We want working actors here, and not your buddies who were on the first one. So what's crazy is they had to re audition no some shit. of the actors from the first movie, and uh, they had to recast one of the characters to the studio. So for like one movie, in like Phantasm, in Phantasm two, Mike is played by a different actor, and then when Don was able to get basically his own indie thing back going for Phantasm three, he brought the original guy back to close out you know to, to be in the rest of the series um so phantasm three is kind of when he gets he gets uh, the old crew back together in a way because now he's more in charge with than universal phantasm four is kind of a it's sort of this weird it's partially a direct-to-video sequel but also contains cutscenes from phantasm one
3: mm. that
2: he inserted in to now have a new context so it's like this weird back and forth where you're just like wow holy shit these flashbacks look great and then you realize oh this is cut footage from the first movie <laughs> that that isn't in the first movie oh, wow. so like he was able to like pull off a flashback storyline without doing the whole weird like trying to shoot new footage and trying to make the actors look all younger he already had the footage
3: that's okay cool.
2: so, and then Phantasm 5 is the only one that's not directed by Don but it's produced mm-hmm. by Don I think and, he wrote
1: it too uh, yeah he had as yeah. a writing credit for it
2: Definitely, yeah. He, I'm looking at right now. Yeah, Uh, he co-wrote it with David Hartman, who's the who's the director, and obviously that's the one that closes out the series, that uh, we're all going to have to check out at some point. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that's those are the five movies. Uh, But I think there was going to be there was going to be this one script. They never produced it. That at one point had both actors who had played Mike uh, show up, and there would be some sort of (laughs) continuity explanation about, like, why there were, like, two guys, why the same character was played by two actors at one point. And I think that was, like, this was way before, like, everything got so continuity heavy. So, like, this might have been, like, one of the first instances of that. Because, like, nowadays, like, everyone's, like, like you know re- everybody like freaks out about recasting I feel or like oh no you know continuity has been like destroyed or whatever <laughs> whereas like back then like you know you could go you could jump from George Conner you know not George Conner George you know Sean Connery to George Lazenby, back to Sean Connery then to Roger Moore within like you know four movies of James Bond right you know? nobody really cared and now these days you're just like you know is Daniel Craig going to stay on are they going to like reboot after Daniel Craig like what are they going to explain if I just Elba takes over like all this type of stuff but like back then like people just rolled with it. feathers like oh, recast whatever
0: yeah exactly one of the things i, th- I thought about recently actually like earlier today or, or yesterday was that like i i think that like back in the day if you were watching a show you just kind of caught it when it was on Yeah, you know you want you, you didn't like worry if you caught like the whole season or whatever mm-hmm. uh and i i feel like people are much more i guess the internet makes it easier to be so but People are much more hardcore about that these days.
2: Yeah, you can't really do that anymore. Like I remember, I had introduced my mom to Arrow, and she had <laughs> she had watched the first se- she was watching the first season, and she's like, "Oh, like there's a new episode tonight," and it was the middle of season two, and so she jumped from season one to season two, and she was completely lost. She's like, "Okay, wait a <laughs> minute, where's, where's Tommy Merlin? Who the fuck is Slade Wilson?"
3: Yeah, right, 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 like,
2: right. I had to explain to her. I'm like, "You're not supposed to jump like that." Now you, yeah. Exactly. You you know Slade as the bad guy before he was even introduced as the good guy, and she's they're like, I guess I back can't. Too, apparently, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird. What the hell is going on over there? Because like they're like Manu Bennett's coming back, and Manu Bennett's like, I'm not coming back. And then now it's like, okay, we don't even know if he's coming back. I don't know if it's like a publicity thing or what.
0: They dude, they they have low ratings, and they're trying desperately to get back to their their glory days but that's I mean, a whole will, other conversation
2: I know I will I will say this season has been like a return in my opinion
0: too. Is it really good you know it's you been, saying it, that it, restores hope in me
2: Dude like it's 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 probably the best out of the Berlanti ones right now
0: God damn it, it. it's back
2: where it was before it like it, it it's almost as if like Flashpoint like deleted season three and four, even though it didn't. But like, so I
0: have more shit to watch now. Is that what you're saying? I,
2: I'm, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's uh, like you know, out of out ones, I I feel it's it's, it's weird. Now it's, I always feel like there's a dynamic shift because sometimes like you know Arrow season one and two came out and I'm like, okay, this is awesome, and then like Flash premiered and it seemed like the best writers of Arrow went to Flash and Arrow's like suffered. quality. Suffered. And now it seems like the reverse just happened. In my opinion,
0: really um, seriously, that bag. Look, Flash is not as good as it used to be, but it's still pretty much watchable in my in my perspective. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm
2: saying it's I, I think terrible right a, now, but I, I think there has been a dip. Off. Yeah, there's been a bit of dip. I'm a little tired of the whole, like, oh, here's another speedster who might be somebody who, you know, might be a future version or might be some sort of version of somebody who. Oh, who dude.
0: We get like, this, man. Hmm. So I watch them all the by, by the week, right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, do they ever fucking let Jesse Quick do a goddamn thing? Oh, my God, dude. We've and had just, like. Eighteen episodes with her in it and like it's always motherfucking um Kid Flash doing some shit. It's his fucking story arc and we never see Jesse Quick do shit. There's even like a bunch of scenes where they're like, You need to stay home and not do this. You know what I mean? And there's I know I know that just, like these many guys are progressive are thinkers. I know they're progressive thinkers. They have a lot of gay characters and whatever the fuck. But dude, they're they're slipping on fucking Jesse Quick. What the fuck is going on with that?
2: I mean I can't I can't answer for them, obviously, but like <laughs> the Flash, like Team Flash has gotten so huge, like you could honestly cut half the cast and put them on their own spin off.
3: Exactly.
0: See, Jesse Quick, do like run fast for the first time. Like, she's supposed to be another Flash character, another speedster, but she doesn't do shit. That's been one of my main things, but also, like, this has become a total tangent, and I apologize <laughs> to the guys. I really do, but. But fucking um a uh, uh, Savitar man—he's really look. He looks cool, but he's he's not really that great of a villain. I I I think that like, sure he's fast, and like it's always like I'm not fast enough. I'm not fast enough, even though I'm not Flash. I'm not fast enough. But it, it, to me, to me, it's like with when 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 Wells was the was Reverse Flash. That, that was, was really best. really interesting. That was. That was a villain that made sense and 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 and, and, and all of that. But it, it seems like they're... Savitar is not personal. Am I... Am I what no.
3: do you think about that, Ben?
2: Well, it's not personal because we don't know what the... Like, he was like, you ruined my life and everything, and it's supposed to be because of some future thing that happened. But because it's a future thing that happened, we're not invested because we're just like, okay, we don't yeah, know who exactly. you are or anything yeah. like that. Like, Reverse Flash, like, that was... That was pretty much the height of where the Flash was at because of the fact that, like, you're like, whoa, this is really interesting. The guy in a wheelchair is not really in a wheelchair. The whole mentor figure is not quite who we think he is.
3: Yeah, and then we yeah, turned yeah.
2: out he's not even Harrison Wells. Like, what the hell is this? And it was yeah. it was such a great way to, like, twist the comic canon on its on its head. And then it was a little disappointing when Zoom came in and it was kind of like, oh, guess what? He's also another speedster and he's also a guy who you thought was going to be your buddy um i mean i love the jay garrick twist that that, that, that
0: was that human, was cool
2: that he was actually his you know who who the real jay garrick was like that was probably one of the best dc moments of all of last year in my opinion but then again like how many speedsters are you going to put on the show like at this point yeah. like i'm the fastest man alive and the joke online is like well no not compared to uh reverse flash zoom savitar wally like <laughs> you're exactly, like,
0: exactly. The slowest
2: of the speedsters if anything
0: it, you know, seriously, because I mean, at, at this point in the show, Kid Flash is faster than fucking Flash is. And, and yeah, it shouldn't like, really be like that. It's like, yeah. dude. Okay, I get you. Uh, it's cool. I, I like the fact that he was learning faster than the Flash.
3: Mm.
0: But now it's to the point where he's making Kid Flash do his own fucking work. To, you know what I mean? To to because he's not fast enough. Right. This is a whole other tangent I didn't expect to get on this, <laughs> but. But look, look, I watch The Flash every fucking week, and when there's not a fucking episode, like this week, I get upset. And Damn. I wish there was a fucking episode this week, but there wasn't. That Abracadabra episode, I was expecting to be terrible, but it was actually pretty fucking good.
2: Abracadabra, I think, is a better villain than Savitar.
0: <laughs> it really is, bro, and I was excited. I was, I was surprised by that because fucking... Uh, I was not expecting I saw like the thumbnail and like one like little headline online I was like this is gonna be one of the lame episodes. The guy's name is Abracadabra. Fuck this guy.
3: But <laughs> no, it was but actually he was, he was It was actually one on.
0: of the better fucking episodes of the whole fucking season.
3: Yeah. No, they <laughs> uh
2: it that was definitely one of the better <laughs> ones. Um I'm gonna. Sp- I'll put this on record. I thought the musical episode was probably the best
0: episode of the Flash. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that was pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah.
2: Like it, it was because it was. It had a nice close ended story. the story. Didn't have anything to do with the sabotage stuff. Exactly. And yeah. I just, you know, I I enjoy the show. I I care for the characters and everything like that. But it does feel like you know it, it's time to put the whole evil speedster thing to rest and like just oh, give us sure. other Flash rogues for him to fight. Uh, I guess to give us a segue, what do you guys think of? so far what you've seen of the cinematic flash
0: go ahead maddie or stefan
1: uh <laughs> no. well he's not grant gustin that's for fucking sure um uh, <laughs> Fuck him. I, I mean i like ezra miller as an I, I like ezra miller as an actor i'm excited to see what he does with the flash um i think one of my favorite movies with him in it is like we need to talk about kevin like what? that he's just so fucking good in that movie and that movie is just like so great and upsetting and just like hard to watch but uh yeah i'm interested to see him to see what he's gonna do it doesn't bode well that they keep on fucking losing directors and writers for that fucking movie exactly um but I don't think that's anything to do with the actor or anything no. i think it's for i don't i honestly i have no fucking clue what's going on on the dc camp or like what's like they just seem to be losing everything and it's like uh-huh. i i don't know but i mean i'm i'm excited to see Ezra miller i just I just kind of wish they would take some of these, like, the CW characters and maybe throw them into the cinematic universe just so we can have a bit of a crossover. Because I think it'd be cool. No one's doing it, you know?
2: Like the actual, like, the actors? like, yeah, Grant yeah, like another, yeah.
1: yeah, I just, I think that would be cool to see them in that, like... I'd like to see Grant and Gutson play, like, a darker, like, a darker Flash in Zack Snyder's, like, Justice League movie, you know? Like, I think that'd be interesting to see him act different or, you know... Because I mean, yeah. CW, you definitely have to have a certain kind of. It has a CW feel, you know. But I'm sure that like, guy has more range than just the Flash, you know. Well, yeah. I um, mean, he CW started as
2: out. As, yeah, he started out as a villain in Glee.
3: Oh, like if you, if you
2: watch Glee episodes, uh, I've seen clips, but uh, he 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 basically plays this smug, arrogant douchebag, oh, really? and it's just really interesting to watch because he's such a voice scout on the Flash. That's and I'm just like, oh, this could be cool if you know he ever had to play an evil version of Barry or whatever, or he had to play something in between. Um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> how much more recognizable of a cameo could it have been if it was the TV Flash in Batman versus Superman? Oh,
1: you know, right.
2: yeah. be- I think like, oh,
4: nice. to like I, I think I think we're under the assumption as fans that these 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 the cinematic cinematic universes and the television universes. Like the the people who are working on those are very are that tightly connected, right? Yeah, you know, like like yeah. as with the X Men films, you know, Caliban ends up in two different X Men films and they didn't even <laughs> you know. know they didn't even right. know that one was in the other script or whatever. So,
3: mm. I mean, yeah, it's just I mean, like
4: and th- and then it's like so it's like you know it's like then Grant Gustin is pulling overtime for this movie job. Um,
2: yeah, I mean I even Marvel. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe can't even, like, really cross over the TV stuff. Yeah. Like, once Coulson I think, showed up in the field, he didn't I, even put in the movies.
4: I think it would be a cool concept right. to see some of that. Especially, like, like it would be really great to see Luke Cage come up in one of the newer Marvel movies. Because it seems like that's an easy kind of character to shoehorn in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but with The Flash, it seems like he's it's too, like, some about human audiences, you know, <laughs> you know people can't marry those two or like get over those two and especially people who don't watch either the show or don't know like because a lot of people are going to only know Ezra Miller as the Flash from here on out yeah um so it would be cool I think it would be cool to see that but also it's just like it seems like the movies are working at a different pace that the television shows are working so it's just like we got to make decisions we got to have we got ideas um but all that to be said, I think Ezra Miller looks cool. I haven't actually seen him in a lot of stuff other than you know, to be honest, other than that um Amy Schumer movie, <laughs> uh,
3: <train laughs> where Rick? Plays,
4: yeah, where he plays yeah. the intern that is honestly the only thing I've ever seen Ezra Miller, and I haven't Me seen too. talk about Kevin. I really want to, yeah, need to talk about Kevin this, is so. on
1: Netflix right now, so none yeah. of you have any excuses
3: see
4: you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure um. But I think he looks awesome. Like, just in that first little teaser, too, where he's like, you're the Batman or stuff like that. It's like, yeah. all right, cool. And I think the suit looks okay. I don't know. It's hard to actually jump on any one side because I watched a little bit of The Flash. I love Grant Gustin's Flash. I never finished. I haven't gotten that far into it. Um, and then... And then the whole Ezra Miller, Flash, you know, it's just like it's it fits into that universe. Again, it's like the injustice discussion we were having earlier where it's just kind of like, you know, the movies and the TV universe are kind of, you know, they're connected only because that's kind of the trend now. But really, it's like we're doing our thing over here and you guys do your thing over there. And, right. you know, and we'll see who makes more money. Exactly. <laughs>
2: it is kind of I, I do sort of wish that they did have as many, ext- I guess, restrictions. On the TV yeah. stuff, because like I was just dying for them at the end of the invasion crossover uh, last year for CW to just just call them the Justice League. I mean, come on, they had the Hall of Justice and everything. Yeah. I was like, just call them the Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I knew they probably yeah. couldn't do that because of yeah. like whatever like rights reasons or whatever yeah,
4: it's like a stepping on toes kind of situation <laughs>
1: i mean they should just they should totally just like recast some of these people then because there's already a superman and supergirl so like yeah. what's keeping us from having someone play batman in the tv universe yeah i yeah. wouldn't mind See, that's if I was that's, there.
4: That's, a, that's a prospect i think is fucking should is is
3: too and little it would be
1: cool just to have batman show up like i don't need a batman series but just to be like oh, shit, we're calling in the Justice League and Batman shows up? Because then it would be like an oh, shit moment. Like, we get Batman. Yeah. You know, like, because with Gotham, whatever the fuck Gotham is. Like, I don't have Gotham for its part. weirdness, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I'm Well, I mean, I, you
2: can't really, it's, it wouldn't be much of a cool. satisfying crossover. There's like, yeah, we're going to cross over with Gotham. And you're like, what, you're going to have the kid who isn't Batman yet? <laughs> yeah. Flash? Like, it's, it's not going to have the same effect. I will say that. Like three that they, more years. Yeah, the last Gotham episode was fucking badass, though. <clears throat> but, yeah. um. I would. I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, you know, Batman obviously in the CW version. Obviously, you might have to give him a bit. You might have to change up a bit of him simply because, like, you wouldn't want him to necessarily be uh, exactly like Oliver, because there Oliver just happens to be exactly like Bruce Wayne. You should make <laughs> an
3: older.
1: You should make an older Batman for sure. That'd be cool. Yeah, like, just there's... to separate him from all the young people, because like that way you could kind of look up to him and be like a father figure almost mm-hmm. to these younger heroes or something, just to offset. All these young heroes that's what i think anyway i yeah. think that would be awesome like an older batman, seasoned kind of, batman
4: affleck's kind of playing that in the new trailer you know he's kind of yeah. like as that he's already edging towards that older bruce wayne the whole i'm rich line and everything yeah. which yeah. We'll, we'll get to but um <laughs> like it would it, be awesome to see affleck reprise the older bruce wayne role in like 10 years in a batman beyond television show or something like that yeah it's like, something it's... like that yeah. radio show <laughs>
1: radio, yeah. I don't know Podcast. I don't know man you could even do oh. Batman they need to do a Batman Beyond live action like a CW series and just have an old Bruce Wayne and the, we get to meet yeah. the young Batman the new Batman in this like mm-hmm. new CW universe of DC stuff I don't know man I'd fucking mm-hmm. eat that shit up if they had a like Batman Beyond or something oh, yeah.
4: like.
2: yeah I remember that was your dream Batman movie do you think
4: they'll ever show the Batman in Gotham do you think that's how the show's going to end
2: I think, it, honestly, I think the show's last season should be Batman Year One.
3: Oh, like, yes, when, the, when, the, yeah, yeah. when
2: the kid is all grown up and everything, you put him in a bat suit, and then you're just like, all right, you guys have been waiting, like, I don't know, like, eight seasons for a Batman show. Yeah. This is the Batman show. We're just going to do Have him do, it at, have him
4: do it at, like, 18, where he's, like, super young Batman. Because at what know, point, yeah. do, did he, you know, anyway, I don't know.
1: That- no i would love to see that like yeah. i think as this kid grows up i would love to see a young batman adventures maybe not really in the in the foot not in the full like batman garb but like you know kind of like what they did with daredevil where he's just kind of in a ninja suit or something like don't yeah. don't copy yeah. it but like get him to the point and then like you said the last season and i mean even if they're like yeah, so i mean just <laughs> like have him try different things out like different outfits and stuff. I don't know. I mean, you yeah. can, like the thing about Gotham that's so great that I love about, you can literally do anything in this universe because there are no rules because they're fucking everything up. Yeah. So it's like, like who cares? Like just turn him into Batman now or, you know, wait a couple of years and do it. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, now, and now it's like, he came up with the, you know, sorry for spoilers guys, but uh, it's a really minor one. But like in this version, he comes up with the no kill policy because of his encounter with the early Joker as opposed to having it beforehand, and I'm just like, oh, that actually really fits, in my opinion. So like, all I like it when it's twists like that, or it's like stuff that hints at like what the future is. When it's other things that seem like it's going all over the place, like Riddler's girlfriend getting reincarnated and then killed again because Penguin's in love with him or something like that, then I'm like, I don't, I that's don't get it. Like that's like
1: the last episode I watched when they were like that whole love story between yeah. them. I was like, I'm gonna take a break. Yeah, no. I'll get back to this in a minute.
2: Yeah, that's it's not my th- that wasn't not the, the highlight of the show, but like it's got a great Hugo Strange. Um, I always love it when they focus on Bruce's training, and um, Cameron Monaghan kicks ass in that um, pre Joker type uh, character he's playing. No,
1: oh, yeah.
2: So it's uh, it's been good. Uh, for let's see, in terms of like Justice League stuff, um, I guess one comment. That I had, that I think is kind of a missed opportunity. Maybe it's just the purest in me, but um, what I was, I was kind of looking back, and I saw that there were these set visits to the Justice League, and they were mm-hmm. talking about how like the costume's a little different for Batman and everything. And one person even thought that he, uh, the color of the new suit was blue, and uh, <laughs> obviously it wasn't, because uh, once you saw like the footage and everything, it was it, it, it's still like black and gray. But it did throw me for a minute, because I'm just like, what if they did do the blue bat suit, but had an actual reason for it? And here's what it could have been. Because um, if you think about, like, there's the classic blue Batman suit, right? He's got the yellow oval. This is, like, in the 1970s or, well, like, where Neil Adams made it famous. But, like, he even had that back in, like, the 40s or, or whatever, and then had the yellow oval in the 50s. And it's kind of it's kind of weird, isn't it, if you think about it? Because, like, bats aren't blue, you know? Right. And the yellow oval. But what if in this version it all made sense because it tied into Superman's death? Because Superman dies, and what if he did, like, okay, to honor Superman, I'm going to use that dark blue in my costume and do the oval thing as, like, my tribute to him as because I'm going to become more of a hero. I'm going to be more like what he inspires me to be. And then that explains the blue and, blue and gray suit. That could have been cool, in my opinion, to, like, have an excuse to have the classic suit uh, for maybe just one movie in the, for the Justice League because he would have also been sort of like a modern day take of the Super Friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I'm not saying like I should turn it into Super Friends, but like I I guess I appreciate it more when instead of changing the comic book, they find ways to justify what the look is. So in my opinion, that could have been something that was cool. Is if they did the blue blue and gray. Not saying that you know it's disappointing that they didn't. It, could, it would be a cool alternative. I still love like the suit that they have right now. I think it looks great, but it's just something that they could have done because of the whole idea that's unique to this version, where like Superman is dead, and the Justice League is created because of that.
0: I like the the fact that like the one in the in the trailer that we got is like it's like mostly black, but then with gray highlights. Like the mm-hmm. the, the the suit is black itself, but the the bat symbol is gray. Correct
2: uh or is there's it, a few right a in the like di- that just in the post yeah yeah I don't know it doesn't really look like that in the movie
4: right there's so at some point yeah there's an action figure out that has like a bl- a dark outside and a light bat symbol that just looks that's, weird to me that's floating around and I wasn't yeah I wasn't sure if that shows up in the movie or not we know he has that tactical suit it might have something to do with that. Yeah, the tactical suit just looks like a more armored version. Maybe there's like, like camouflage the and some Metal Gear action. Maybe, possibly. People compare
2: the light, like the light-colored bat symbol to uh, the George Clooney,
4: <laughs> the George
2: Clooney outfit. Yeah, it was, like, that's exactly it was so what we want people
3: to remember.
4: Yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Actually, maybe it was a custom figure or some. Because <laughs> um, I yeah I do remember that Clooney one. It seems like they would probably try and stay away from anything reminiscent of that.
0: So, like, you know, before we get really kind of, like, nitpicky in it, but let's go from, from general to nitpicky, okay, if that's okay, okay with everybody.
4: Sure, sounds good.
0: Ben, your general opinion of Justice League Trailer 2, as far as, like, a broad scope, what DC Universe, how it's going, and also, of course, what this movie is going to be. You know what I'm saying? You have any, Yeah. Let's comment on that first.
2: I mean, I think the biggest challenge is overcoming the stigma that that's already on it. Uh-huh. So what they need to do is basically just make us care about the characters, and I think that's the, yeah. that's their hurdle. Like yeah. with an Avengers trailer, you people are like, oh yeah, I've seen like Captain America, Thor, Hulk, and Iron Man. Like now they're all together because I've seen all those movies. Now it's like, well, I've seen the movies, but I still don't give a shit.
3: <laughs> like, yeah. like and it's, able... it's like
4: thinly connected all of it. Exactly. So yeah. way, way thinner than Marvel, anyway. What you need is because, like, I think Snyder tried to
2: compare it to the Seven Samurai. It's like, you know, this is almost like a Seven Samurai with superheroes sort of thing with Justice League. I'm like, okay, that's cool, but you got to remember, like,
4: people... cash checks your butt can't.
2: <laughs> what he said, like, you like, you, you pretty much need to rely on the fact, like, yeah, a lot of these characters are being introduced in this movie,
3: right, um, right, right. So right. you got
2: to you got to bargain on the fact that like you can't use past movies or anything, and you can't and this is an issue I kind of had with BVS you can't just use like the fact that they're the superheroes or the main characters or even like comic book knowledge to expect us to care either in the theater you have to find your own scenes to make us do that so uh, that's why you know one example I bring up is how like Avengers the guy who stole the show out of the heroes was the Hulk now how many people who saw the Avengers and thought Hulk stole the show how many of those people actually saw the Hulk movies probably very few of them but they found a way to make you think oh hulk is cool i think they need to do that with like all the characters in this they need to be able to be like okay here's what these guys are about and here's why you should care and i think until they do that these trailers and everything is just going to look like cool comic book stuff come to life but it's going to feel empty because nobody's really going to feel much attachment to it
0: yeah that's that's the kind of thing i I can i feel too at times where when, when they show the shots of the of the heroes in front of that background it's like this uh oranges apocalyptic looking background and it's like it's cut to the music and it shows like the flash and batman and wonder woman and cyborg and uh aquaman uh it, it's like it's like it looks cool but it's like it's like dude this this doesn't have as much impact as i wish that it would mm-hmm. like i know you're trying to be as cool as possible and it's kind of working but it's not it's not it's not. Uh, hitting as much as it could be i yeah. guess i guess my, I my two cents real quick is that i, I think ahead. that aquaman kind of steals the show honestly uh i mean we might be looking at the dc universe hinging on aquaman mostly you know yes. <laughs> not batman for you know in, in the strange world that we live in you know like like him 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 being yeah. like a those aquaman suit. movies bat suit, I, bat suit i dig it you know, and 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 him him riding on the fucking Batmobile and throwing the fucking trident at a parademon.
2: I mean, you never know. it's awesome, bro? Yeah. Who thought that, like, with Marvel, people would be like, "Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy." You know, when exactly. like years before, like, nobody knew who the hell they, those guys were. Totally. Right. So, yeah. like, yeah, maybe it does hinge on Aquaman. I don't know. He does seem to, like, when they first cast him, I thought, okay, you know, he's just gonna be some gritty badass dude. And then now that he actually has, it looks like he has some humor to him. He actually has some he's character cool. to him. Like, okay, maybe this will turn out. He might be like a. Greedier version of the brave and the bold Aquaman who was kind of this boisterous sort of fun-loving lovable character so they might Absolutely. do something like that that would be that would be a twist especially goes against type for Jason Momoa guy who's like you know known for being called Drogo and everything if you saw that oh he's not actually just playing called Drogo as Aquaman then yeah. you know that could be interesting we'll see
4: right do you have a favorite have part of the trailer it. at all
0: Ben did you have a, like a single favorite part? Oh, of part?
2: Um, I got to hand it to the, probably the the ending. Uh, seeing J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, them on the rooftop, the Justice right. thing on the rooftop, Aquaman having that line, and then Aquaman jumping off the Batmobile, like all that type of stuff. I thought was like really cool. That was the best part in my opinion.
0: Right. Yeah, I think J.K. Simmons is going to be pretty, pretty good. I don't think he's cast wrong at all. Uh, a lot of people like to hate on DC casting, but I don't see anything really wrong with that and uh, so one thing I wanted to say before you have to go in a few minutes uh, right. uh, uh, and this is uh, something that Mark Bernardin brought up on Fat Man on Batman you know the Kevin Smith podcast yeah. he said that it, it seems like uh, what you call it uh, if since the Flash and Cyborg might not happen is what it's looking like especially Cyborg fuck dude if they can't get the Flash off the ground they, they're they not going to get Cyborg off
3: the ground yeah. you
0: know what I mean so that uh, they're going to shuffle back to being a bat a a, a bat family centric universe, especially with Joss Whedon mm-hmm. uh, becoming doing the b- yeah doing Batgirl and that's going to you know reinvigorate some shit as well. So uh, we're going to see what you know what people were originally thinking was well, it's going to be a Justice League centric universe, mm-hmm. but if if that doesn't work out, which you know there's chances are that it might not. Uh, they're going to go to a Bat Family universe where you're going to have a Nightwing movie, a Bat a Batgirl movie, and and so on. You know, Batman's always been DC's number one guy. So, yeah. uh, d- do you think that's going to ultimately be be the move, or do you think that you'd like to see it just be Justice League based, or what?
2: I mean, it's a possibility considering the fact they got a Batman movie, they got a Nightwing movie, and then they got a Batgirl movie coming up. Right. So, like, like you don't hear them saying, "Oh, we're also going to do a Kid Flash movie." For Flash, right, right? right? So like, or Wonder Gal, or whatever. So
1: I Oh yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> you don't hear about any of that stuff. It's all like Batman-centric, even for characters that aren't even like you know Nightwing and and Batgirl. Okay, you kind of saw variations of Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon in the past, but you haven't like met these versions yet or whatever. So it is kind of interesting gamble. Uh, I am sort of wondering if some of this is to prepare for the um potential future where affleck leaves because i know that there's rumors of it but like you know at some point he's probably gonna check out there's rumors rumors that he
0: hates it there's rumors that he's like he failed again because he he had hopes in there being in batman versus superman and he was saying you know that daredevil he he was like no bro i'm not gonna make the same mistake again right well then he made the same mistake again (laughs) right that sucks and so then,
1: Batman versus Superman is a way better movie than fucking Daredevil. I'm that's true. To say that, so he did. Make I think he stepped up a notch for yeah. sure.
0: He stepped up a notch, but still ultimately not not amazing. And then right not now, what wanted, yeah. what's going on with Matt Reeves? Supposedly, is that you know there's uh, the script that he and Jeff Johns wrote was fucking thrown out the window, and now they're fucking doing making some completely other different scripts
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah so so like how's ben affleck feel about all this you know like I, the rumors that he wants to leave the the franchise is not uh totally unbelievable you right. know what i mean no I mean, it's not
2: that. so like i can see why they're saying that so if it does happen my take is that what you do is that you okay you have him do his batman solo movie right you introduce nightwing at in that you do your Nightwing movie have batman in that whatever have a couple movies to sort of see the camaraderie between the two of them then you do a take on either Nightfall or Batman R.I.P., Bruce Wayne goes out of the picture or whatever, and Dick Grayson takes on the mantle.
0: That'd be great. Night and then you continue
2: great. Batman without Ben Affleck, but instead of a whole like, oh, like we recast Ben Affleck with someone else, cause, you know, and this is like the 14th person to play Batman. This is going to be like, oh, this is not a recast. This is another character taking it on, and now you're going to get to see Dick Grayson's Batman. You got to see right, what he yeah. does, and then you get to adapt um Grant Morrison's famed like Batman and Robin take. Yes. If, no, you like, awesome. if you introduce like if you introduce Damian along the way too, then like oh, even better. Yes. So then, so then like you're out of the clear because <laughs> then you're just like, hey, guess what? You know, yeah, you lose Bruce Wayne, but instead, like guys, you get a like, you get a movie of Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin. You get Damian Uh, Wayne
1: on screen. DC hire Ben. DC (laughs) Hire Ben. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. I'm already excited and this shit isn't even happening. (laughs) (laughs) I already bought my ticket. (laughs) So,
2: like, that's... I think that's how you solve it. You'd be like, you know, Bruce Wayne's out, and then, okay, fine, we'll do, you know, Dick Grayson, Batman, and Damian Wayne Robin versus Professor Pig and Dr. Hurd and Joker or whatever, and and go for that, yeah. And that... you know, There's there's your fix, because then, like, Batman fans are just like, oh, well, I know this... Yeah. Right. Because like you know they're probably not going to do, you know whatever the solo movie is going to be. It's probably not going to be him versus Bane again, or him going up against Catwoman, or even just him one on one with Joker. Like there's going to be some sort of take on it. It's got to be because they know that there's other stuff has been done. And I think like this is the whole the, with the Bat Family, you have the opportunity to explore a lot of the other stories they never did. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the other trick a lot of times they just stop after like Robin or Batgirl just come to the picture But they never explore like, you know, when did Dick Grayson quit and how did Jason Todd die? And what happened to turn Barbara Gordon to Oracle or like, you know What happens when Batman back is broken and he has to pass on the mantle, you know, how does he feel about passing on the mantle? It's all sorts of like rich mythology that like none of the movies have touched you might have seen some Ever. of it in the cartoons yeah but none of the movies they have haven't gotten this.
0: far enough you know they they really they just never get they just never yeah. get that far the and movies never like, last that
2: long have an older Batman like you can totally do this
0: and then lead into Batman Beyond and boom there you go
2: yeah you could even follow oh, Batman well, Beyond movie in the movie yeah yeah, yeah yeah, take
1: my money <laughs> it, yeah Jesus Christ
2: after a after little Batman and Robin movies and like whoever is, is Dick Gray like okay you know I'm done with being Batman like and but Ben like you know what I want to come back then you do right. Batman Beyond
0: Oh! Ba- Dude, you know, sci-fi <laughs> sells well worldwide, too. Mm-hmm. And if it was Batman meet sci-fi, it just, God, man, it, it's just such a fucking no-brainer. It really is. I I, I would just love to see that movie.
1: I mean, I, I would love for Rocksteady to make a fucking video game. Like, oh, make God, a video yeah. game of that, like a current Oh, my God. You really got the audience That'd be so for so fucking dope. Yeah. yeah, I mean... I mean, anything that Rocksteady does with Batman at the... Like, it's going to make fucking shit tons of money. Like, You don't even have to worry about it. Like, just make it, guys. Come on. Listen to this podcast. Make this fucking game.
0: That would be amazing. And, you know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of, like, uh, rumors about r- what Rocksteady's doing right now, you know? There's... They, they, they've been tr- hiring... Uh, what do you call it? I, th- I think they were hiring, like, some of the Justice League actors or something and it it caused like a bunch of rumors that week online. Uh so whatever they're working on now man, it's going to be it's going to be huge. I think they'll probably announce it the week of E3. And uh I mean they're done with Batman they said. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's it's, it's going to be interesting to seeing uh, what else they explore in both the video games and the movies or whatever. So, as a Batman fan, you know, I'm excited but it's also I imagine everybody's a little skeptical to see if they're going to pull it off, but we'll see.
0: So Ben, you don't play the games, but you're you're you kind of keep track of the uh, storylines in the games. You watch the cutscene. Yeah, online, I kind of know.
2: So. I kind of know vaguely what happened in the other Arkham games and, and everything.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, the the best storyline is probably the second one. Was Arkham City, where he, where he kind of like saves the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, spoilers, but you know, the Joker kind of kills himself. Yeah that was such an awesome ending and then uh the late the, the most recent one i mean of course the gameplay is always pretty good but the the storyline just kind of got got too convoluted between uh what's his name uh jason todd arkham knight and uh scarecrow it was like dude just choose one bro right let choose one of these guys love, man yeah uh, I mean, they're both cool, but it just got too a little bit too much.
2: Yeah, and not, if you've ever not read like a James
0: Todd storyline, it's you know what the fuck's gonna happen. It's yeah, scary. you already
2: knew who Dark Knight was. Everybody kind of figured that out.
0: Yeah, so you know, whatever, uh, it's
4: fine.
2: <laughs> I heard the. I, have you guys played the Telltale games before? I, before I jump off, uh, have you guys played the Telltale games? Because I've heard those are really cool.
4: I played the first two episodes. They're great. Okay. I haven't played it yet.
2: And then you, was it so amazing you didn't keep going on? Like, I
4: didn't buy buy the season pass right off. So now, like, they're all out, and I'm just like, I gotta go episode by episode. I guess I could buy the whole season pass if I wanted to, Mm -hmm. but I just haven't got around to them since then.
2: Yeah, Um, Yeah, I've heard some really interesting twists of the thought of that one.
4: Yeah, the way they did Penguin was cool. I like their Penguin a lot. I heard that they did it mainly
0: based on a uh, it was more about Bruce Wayne than Batman which which seems like pretty cool. Is that is that is that accurate there, or no?
4: There's more of a focus on your interaction with that character. Okay, right. You 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 play mainly as Bruce Wayne and not They kind of yeah, you get to choose. You get to choose. You, yeah. Well there are different there are different episodes there are different moments where you're Batman and where you're Bruce but the Bruce Wayne moments are like palpable gameplay you know it's like they want you to be in this guy's shoes and make decisions as Bruce Wayne so when later you're making decisions as Batman you see where the division is created it's really it's really cool it's a really good job like in terms of storytelling because you get two main characters basically that you're making decisions differently and it it kind of begs the question like what kind of Batman are you what kind of Bruce are you so mm-hmm. They're really cool. I do want to finish them.
2: Yeah, I want to check that nice. out too. So, awesome guys. that costume in a
4: few years too. That shit is awesome.
2: The the bad costume in the in the game.
4: Yeah.
2: No, like, yeah. All the all the designs look really interesting. The penguin one yeah. is unique. Um,
4: Catwoman Yeah. She's
2: oh awesome yeah, Catwoman, force. Uh, what else am I thinking of? Oh yeah, the just the Children of Arkham designs are just like oh, yeah, they. Got that they for they had. Yeah, they. had... From what I've seen, it's, it's like they kind of threw a lot of the cannon, not necessarily out the window—but they like threw it in a blender and it's just like, all right, we're yeah. gonna mix it up. We're gonna—you think That's, this uh, is yeah. going this way? It's not.
4: It right. Does feel that way. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, shit, big
0: Thanks for coming yeah. on again, man. Fucking awesome. Right Thanks on for on the one. fantastic shout out and all that.
2: No, no yes, problem.
1: Thank you, sir.
2: All right, guys. You can pick up. Yeah, you guys can pick up the collection. I think. Uh, I mean, I picked mine up on Amazon was the easiest way. Right. and uh, yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. We'll for Thanks, sure, man. dude. We'll
1: dude. have you back on once we watch them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, <laughs> we love talk thing. about our Phantasm love.
2: I even got to watch <laughs> the last one. So, like, we'll yeah. all right. we'll,
1: like, do a recap. How about yeah. that? Cool. Tight. Sounds good, man.
2: Cool. Alright, guys.
0: Bye. See you, man.
1: Later. Bye.
0: Sweet, bros. Oh, ben, um, Juan. ben Juan. Ben So you want to move yeah. on into... Da, 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 da. Wait, we didn't finish Justice League Oh, okay, yeah, sure, let's keep going with that uh, um, Stephen, go ahead
1: Oh yeah, so just real so we'll quick <laughs> It's what? fucking Star Wars, man Fuck Justice League oh, i just I'm just wait, kidding, wait, wait. just say what you gotta say I'm ready to talk about new things We're rounding we're rounding out, <laughs> out the section We can should be. also do Thor talk as well yeah, That'll right. be after Star Wars
4: um, I just want to go real quick then If Maddie doesn't want to say anything about Justice League I'm just taking take up all the time here, let's go um <laughs> I'll, I'll ask no, I'm about to sign off this motherfucker. My, my general uh, emotion looks funner than the last few. I like that there's superhero shit in it this time and it's cool to see enemies that are not other superheroes/ Slash disposable robots. Which would be cool if it was Brainiac, but it's nice to see these like alien creature things and see Batman like throwing bombs and stuff and like really getting seeing them attack this otherworldly force with their otherworldly powers because it's so much back and forth. It seems like because the villains on Earth are no longer strong enough for us to give a shit. Like we need these otherworldly threats now, might be something embedded in the mythology, y'all, but we need something bigger and better for these superheroes really to gain their hero status again speaking probably just in the dc i mean i guess in the marvel too because they've been building towards thanos and everything but um with dc now like what ben was kind of getting at is like what they need now is to like make us care um and i think the way to do that is is the villain is the 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 outside forces that are now bringing these heroes together because the whole thing is otherwise they wouldn't be together if it was you know because they hadn't been up until now um right so so it'll be interesting to see how that so it's cool to see these like these fly like dark seed minions.
0: Parademons. Parademons.
4: Yeah, it's cool because it'll be like cause then they're gonna be saving, you know, it's gonna be the superhero pantheon of gods saving humans from this like ugly alien force. You know, it is kind of very deeply rooted in the idea of like superheroes and comic books in general. So it feels like it could be cool. So that's about all I can say. My favorite moments from the trailer are actually the Republican Bruce Wayne. I think he's great. <laughs> I like that they're playing it that way because then it's just like, oh, man, I may not actually agree with Bruce Wayne's politics, but he's the Batman. I know that from the outside perspective. So it's like it's interesting to see. And I don't know how much they'll delve into that. Just, just what it seems like because of uh, that um, I'm rich line. Which <laughs> I always view
0: viewers, which viewers as kind
4: right. of a libertarian, not a Republican.
0: I don't know why, why? they never yeah. said. Actually,
4: that. that does make a lot of sense because even though he's rich, well, he could I still be—he's still a philanthropist. He's still charitable.
1: Well, he, he wants to follow uh, following his father's footsteps too, and his father was all about helping people, not necessarily about the money aspect.
4: Right. I just I'm you just know. saying in terms of the trailer, like the way that things you know in this current. Uh, society is just the way that things come off in the trailer. I like it. I think it's cool like that line almost makes me want to cringe, but then I'm just like, oh, you know what? Like it's funny how he uses that I and then not necessarily... after.
1: What like that line made you think he's a republican just cuz he's like I'm rich?
4: <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But Oh, um... I was like I thought this is like <laughs> yeah. you seriously
1: like this is like the tone that you you like you read into that like that one line you're like, "Oh, fuck, man, Bruce Wayne's a fucking no, republican." Like, and I was well, like, and "Jesus they, Christ, they... no. We don't need that if if there's anything I want in fucking superhero movies now is not fucking any politics.
3: Oh God! I like I want to get so far true, away true from that, it. True that, like true I just that. want fun movies.
1: Like we're gonna talk true about that. Thor later. Thor looks like a fuck ton of fun because of the fact that it's my, a fucking my superhero movie. Was, like basing this shit in reality is like, come on, man. I'm just like, let me have some fun. It's
4: an interesting it's an interesting moment in the trailer. Like it's an interesting emphasis on that character then. And at first I was like i d I'm like, Oh, that's a terrible line or whatever. It's like so prideful in his like wealth or whatever. But then I thought about it more and I was just like, actually that's cool. And now that we're saying about maybe like or thinking he's like kinda of libertarian, and I'm like, Oh, actually I kinda of get that, you know, he has a lot, so he gives a lot and it's kind of a curse, you know, the way that Affleck delivers that line. I just like Ben Affleck's fucking Bruce Wayne, Republican or no?
0: Yeah, he's, he's definitely, like, he can sell that character. My, yeah. my, my main thing with the trailer is, uh, before we change over to the other topic, is 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 I hope that they're not overly apologetic for their past yeah, mistakes. Yeah,
4: totally, totally.
0: It's like, oh, guess what, guys? We're just as fun as the other guys, you know? Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> At the same time, I do hope that they just fucking make a better movie, man. Because, God, they yeah. need a win. They need a win. It looks like One Woman's going to be a win. By the way, One Woman, box office news, but she's tracking for 80 million opening weekend. Nice. And these, num- these tracking numbers are usually pretty accurate. I don't know how they do this shit. She's going to have a huge <laughs> like opening. Pre-Cogs. Huge, huge opening weekend <laughs> for that movie. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, nice uh, with just, Justice League, it's just like, man, please, yeah. <laughs> something good.
4: Yeah. And, that and you know, the other, the other heroes are going to help do that, like Flash and Aquaman. I'm sure they're going to lighten things up. And Wonder Woman is like a whole realm of undiscovered potential. So, you know, they're not relying just on Batman and Superman now, these two fucking. I mean, for, well, for me,
1: what Justice League, heroes. what Justice League needs is just some fun in it. Just to have a good yeah. time. Have a fun time watching a fucking comic book movie. Like, don't make everything so dark and so serious. I mean, the movie already looks dark, but it's just like, man, like when he was like, suit, I dig it. <laughs> or Dude who dresses like a bat, I dig it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I was yeah, just yeah. like, yes, like that nonchalant, just like, I'm a fucking badass, I know it. Like, move on, let's go do what we got to do. Like, I think what Ben was saying about the Hulk, because I remember when Avengers came out and I was like, man, I really love the Hulk in Avengers. That was fucking great. Like, I didn't think I was going to like him. I thought he was just going to be, like, a grunt, you know? Yeah. Um, but I remember, yeah. like, when I was working in Chicago at a record store at the time, and I remember, like, little kids coming and be like, Dad, I want to watch Hulk movies. <laughs> like, little kids were super into the fucking Hulk. They could give a shit about anyone else in that movie. Really? That's and, interesting. And, and, it's uh, like, he's like a strong baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, they understand him. He, like, like he monkey. grunts. He doesn't, like, I mean... <laughs> Everyone else is talking so much, you know? I feel like Aquaman is going to be the Hulk in True. the DC, DC movies. Like, he's just going to be cool. Like, he might not say a lot, but he comes in, does the shit he needs to do, and then just bounces, you know?
0: It's just some genius-ass casting, man. I mean, you got yeah. this motherfucking Polynesian dude that's badass as, bad as fuck with the fucking lamest character, like, historically in the lineup, <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, yeah, people, I people mean- made fun of him for ages, and now it's Jason Momoa nobody's gonna say shit about this motherfucker I mean like the, the intensity true, yeah. in his eyes With it's brilliant casting when the fucking water is passing over his fucking face and shit like his intensity man is like it's palpable like Stefan said it's, it's just insane like you can feel it like this yeah. motherfucker he has the power you know yeah
4: I just got to see him sh- summon a great white to come, like, take out some of those aliens or something. Like, dude, oh, dude also, that's all we need in this life.
1: That's what I want. I,
4: wanna, I want to <laughs> <laughs> see him summon the depths, you know, of the ocean. That whole, like, the rumors of James Wan's kind of concept around it being, like, kind of like this, not horror, but have these, like, horror elements, like, suspenseful kind of tense environment that, you know, the deepness of the ocean. What is that actually like outside of comic book universe, you know, so...
1: Yeah, I'm Massive really hoping that they... and whatever. Well, the, the first, like, when the New 52 came out, Aquaman Volume 1, it was just called The Trench. And it was just about these creatures called The Trench that looked like those fucking lanternfish, like, the fucking, like, yeah. those, like, bottom jaws with all those teeth. They just, like, look like that, but they, like, they're humanoid. Yeah. And I think, like, with James Wan being a horror director, like, getting creatures in there, like, I'm of course they're going to have, like, a main villain, but, like, if that was, like, his minions, like, that would be fucking... Like just imagine the terrifying things you can do in the depths of the ocean. You know, I mean, right, if you
0: summon yeah. a fucking Cthulhu type character from the depths, like that's what I'm saying. The great, the great white is realistic, of course. Maybe you have that in the beginning, but uh, to to summon like somebody from the depths, like some shit you haven't <laughs> seen before, that
4: shit's gonna I be amazing
0: to if they do some yeah. shit like that.
4: Yeah, that'd be cool, because then you could really crack this universe open with with the with the side characters, which is. You know i hope they realize how much potential with those side characters and how much of a power play that would be like to utilize them in a. I never
1: movie thought movie. i would be like it's a broad i name. never thought i would be like ready and waiting for a fucking aquaman movie you know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah i have like everything i am like been waiting for in the comic book world to come out i never once thought man i can't wait to see that fucking aquaman movie yeah
4: exactly. know? people it's, imagine yeah. all the fucking entourage memes and shit that are gonna come up like, oh remember back.
1: Remember when they thought about it? Yeah, but you didn't have Jason Momoa, motherfuckers.
4: Yeah, yeah. Or you'll probably have that one douchebag with the character from entrage and be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: Nobody talking to you.
1: But yes, Justice League looks fun. I'm excited. Let's go. Move fun. on. It, Let's move Isn't on, that yeah. crazy?
0: Like like Aquaman is that every, everybody's like looking forward to him the most. Hell yeah. well, I'm also looking He's forward the sexiest to the Flash, one.
1: So <laughs> That's true. That is true. Wow. I will agree. He is the sexiest one.
4: Because like true, he also has
1: yes. the coolest lines. Oh, oh,
4: Wonder yes. Woman, obviously, she's sexy, but they're trying to go for more than just sexy, so I'm like mad respect.
1: But over here, <laughs> Jason. Momoa's I will object I will objectify, Rocket. man.
0: <laughs> Superhouse approved. <Yeah. laughs>
4: I find him attractive. That, true, show I us did. that aqua dick. Alright, moving on to Star Wars. Damn, rated R.
0: <laughs> Justice League, let's do it. <laughs> NC <NC-17>. seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of things swimming up upstream. Nice. Yeah, all oh, right, I'm ready. Now. All right, so me. Star Wars, last shot. Do you guys want to watch this shit uh, together? I want to watch it, yeah. For the yes. pod? All right, I, I want to
1: see time. if it's on Hulu. Hold on. I'm going to get on my TV. I want to see this big. All right, I'm
0: going to load up my shit. Man, fuck this stupid ass. Okay, so now yep. it has become time to have a viewing. Of the Last Jedi official trailer.
1: Episode teaser, eight. teaser,
0: teaser. Number one. Teaser. Everybody ready? Everybody queued up? Yeah. I'm going to do a live live viewing reaction on this podcast episode. So, everybody ready? Aww, nice. Can we comment during? Yeah, yeah. during. Maybe. Yes, please do. So three. All right, sweet. Two, one, start. get the stars and shit. All right, here we Classic go. Or it looks, lovers, like, it. it looks like stars, but it's actually the ground. Uh, you know...
4: I didn't notice that the first time.
3: Yeah.
0: I thought it was a fucking space, and then it turns stop into with, some shit. What's
4: with her fucking pinky? <laughs> Something
0: wrong with that girl hand. hand. I didn't see that. Mm, that's anyways, a very wide lens, lens too, by the right? way. That's like a... It's like <laughs> don't a, it's don't the, you talk the,
1: about Daisy like that.
0: The lens is so wide, it's fucking uh, warping her a little bit, I think. Maybe, yeah, that's not I so really. I think that's what it is. So this is the fucking shot where she's fucking talking to Luke at the end, or Luke's not saying anything but just holding out the fucking sword.
1: It's called a lightsaber, you motherfucker. <laughs> the lightsaber. Jesus Christ.
0: Back of Leia's head. Is this amateur
1: likely. hour? I read, <laughs> I read a thing that said that. Leia That's right Kylo's there, helmet.
3: Yeah, that
4: Kylo's. That, that, that shot before, I read something where they were like, it's reminiscent of Leia's... Silhouette is reminiscent of Vader's silhouette in that shot.
0: Oh shit! What's this map? At Jedi it's, books. I think you think Moz gives her that
4: map.
1: I think Luke. I don't has think it's a, a map. I, I, think think, it's, she, she, I think she. I think he
4: finds
3: books. Go, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I she think Luke Jedi, has found Jedi
1: I think Luke has this.
3: Okay. Yeah, I think totally. Luke has
1: found it. Like he's been to Jedi temple because like he's been to Jedi temples. I mean they exist because if right. Rebels I, is I telling know, us anything like. Jedi temples are the still around. they are
3: still the hidden.
4: Yeah. Great space battles. That's good shit. Yeah. Where the Jedi, Jedi die? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all I, that. It's just
1: a, it, it's just a the fucking the title. The red cover. font. It's just, <laughs> a, it's just a build,
4: it's just a build drama. I know, I know. But dang, I, I like. Part of me feels like I, spent, I built my whole life off of. And now they're just trying to erase it. I think it's just, it's <laughs> just a that, drama thing, after man. After that 2 trailer, I'm, I'm starting to think there's some shady goings on in the Star Wars camp. They're always anyway, almost like dying. Trailer. They're almost all. They're always. Yeah, that's dead. true. That's true.
1: I mean, <laughs> was, even what? from the old I'm Republic, like, I'm nervous. Like, I'm, I'm the, nervous. <laughs> the, the Sith were in a were a race, and then the Sith were killed off, and then their customs were adopted. Yeah. What is the Sith that we're watching in these movies now? So, I mean, this shit happens. It happens. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know, yeah, I mean, know. It's just a. It's just a fucking title of a movie. I'm,
4: oh man. No, not I the want, title. To... The last line. The last uh, line is what gets me. The Jedi's gotta end, and I'm just like, I. I know they're just building me, winding me up, but I don't like it. It's yeah, stable. but the
0: way the way I see it is that every time a, a major Sith appears, it's it's a guy that became that was good and turned. Look at Darth Vader. Look at. Uh, yeah, let yeah look at uh kylo totally. ren so i think that after after so two causing, times losing more
3: harm than
0: good luke's done he's like look I, w- these guys yeah the force in and of itself is the way at least the way we're handling the force most people can't even fucking handle it so we're it's just yeah, time to true. let it let it end the jedi people that can handle the force oh, It's it's over so I can see, I can no. see. It's like, it's like it's like a human of mass destruction. You know, we just can't we can't build any right. more of these people of mass destruction.
4: But yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah, that's that's my that's my gripe that they're going they're Logan. It's it feels like they're Logan Loganizing fucking Luke. Right. You know, not that they're directly copying from Logan or anything, but it seems I mean, to be something prevalent now where all these fucking heroes are being laid to rest and their ideals are being laid to rest. You know, I mean, maybe that's the way of things. I don't. Yeah,
0: but this is the second part of a trilogy at the same time, so we're gonna we're gonna probably see their darkest hour near the end of this movie. movie if yeah, they're following Star Trek lore and patterns and stuff.
4: And I mean, it just makes me it's gonna be dark
0: as fuck and I mean it, it Ray's it probably is, gonna lose a body part, probably an arm, or a hand
1: dude if she loses a fucking hand i'm gonna fucking get up and walk out <laughs> like jesus christ like come on like what you if, she cook, loses a a... if she loses a that's foot that's fine that's fine it's just like like yeah. how many more parallels you need to fucking draw i've seen those movies i, I don't I need, sure need someone else to lose them a motherfucking hand i, I think it's her eyes i think the luke we meet in the beginning which is from what i can tell from the trailer the teaser is that we're all it's it's all seems to take place on that island in fucking ireland you know
0: <laughs> right
1: for the most part. So, I, you, when we meet Luke, this isn't the Luke we know and love from the other Star Wars. He just lost Han yeah. Solo. He just felt right. that shit. He's also like, Kylo Ren is fucking dominant. Like, he's lost all hope and everything. But his, you know, if Rey's his daughter, whatever the fuck's going on with that, I don't know. I'm waiting for this movie to hopefully tell me some shit. Um, you know, I think, I think halfway through this movie, Luke will have a turnaround. I don't think it's all going to be super dark. Like, there's going to yeah. be dark moments for sure. But it's like you know it's like after han dying it's like come on man give me something yeah. that's fucking depressing as shit you know right
0: right 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 i, I just,
1: <laughs> you know um i, I just i, I don't because th- i i assume they're going to keep mark hamill on for the next film since now that we've lost carrie fisher like if they kill luke off it's like fuck man like who's from the old cast it's going to continue like i mean we still got right, chewy yeah. you know it's yeah. like but they're going to have to kill leia off in this somehow if they, can't, if they do or it's at, least at the be beginning a of the theory, third you know. yeah but I think we're gonna have Luke for at least this. The, I think he's gonna last till the last film. For oh sure. yeah, and I would hope. I, so. I would love to. I would love to see Grandpa Skywalker, man. Like just in like right. you know the trilogy after this. Like the fi- like he doesn't even show up in the trilogy after this, and then at the very end he like comes in and does something. He'd be like, "Holy fuck, Luke's still alive. This is awesome." Because these guys are getting older, and like if there's anything I want to see more of is I want more for Luke Skywalker, man. I want to see what like what he knows now you know right Um, but i i'm also excited to maybe this be the like the uh the end of um jedi as we know them like the teachings that were passed like that we learned from the prequels to the original trilogy you know like that jedi that they were trying to follow so close because it seems like snoke isn't necessarily uh like he is a sith possibly but we don't really know if he's actually like a Sith Lord like what Hit, like maybe he just knows the Sith teachings you know like we haven't seen him wield a lightsaber or anything yet we actually don't even know how big the motherfucker is you know he could be right, Yoda size right. for all the fuck we know so it's just gonna be I think I hope this film kind of changes some things up where you know I'm hoping it leans more towards like the Grey Jedi I would love to see like someone go to the dark side then have to come back to like join the light yeah. again and see how hard that is like I hope that Kylo becomes that Kylo, character yeah. but Um, But I mean if he stays evil, I mean like I like Adam driver as Kylo Ren I think I like there's so much to build on that character that they couldn't even begin to touch on in the first film There's just so much going on with introductions of new things and this new This new uh, this new trilogy and world they've set up. Um, I just uh, There's something I want to say. Okay, so I just want to say this real quick my beef with the trailer is the more stuff I, I'm very excited to see new new images from the Star Wars universe with our characters that we've all grown to love from Force Awakens. Or if you didn't, fuck you, I don't give a shit. I love that movie. <laughs> so um uh I, I was excited to see like where people were, what's going on in their lives. R.I.P. Black X Wing, that shit was dope. God, I hope it gets it back. <laughs> um the you Halloween know, um next. but the thing is there was no oh shit moment. Like there was no like, oh fuck, man, this is fucking Star Wars, that's a dope ass scene. You know, like, there was never that scene. Like, the scene for me in the Force Awakens teaser was when um, Kylo ignites the lightsaber and then the two beams come out the side and you're like, what the fuck? You just fucking changed yeah. the game, J.J. you just been finished a new fucking lightsaber. It uh-huh. was, so, like, but there was nothing like that in it. And someone uh, someone at work was like, what would you have liked to have seen? I was like, I would have loved to seen Luke. Like, hooded figure, you know it's Luke. Some shadows approach, like the Knights of Ren or some shit. And then someone say something, like, and then him just ignites that the green lightsaber. Oh, I would have lost my fucking yeah. shit, man. Ch- yeah, I'm just saying it chills up and down reading. my body. You know, like, but there was <laughs> yeah. no moment like that. It was just like kind of like here's where they are. You know, Kylo didn't really have that cool of a scene. Like, I mean, I it's I'm glad that they at least showed Kylo Ren and like like a little bit of the scar action that he's gonna have going on. I like that they hit his face because who knows how bad that damage actually is. You know. Yeah.
3: Ooh, yeah. um,
1: so um, that was cool, but it was just like there was really no moment that I was like, "Holy fuck, he's changed the game." Because like I feel like JJ, like I think the thing with like Ryan Johnson for me is like he might he's a fan of Star Wars, but he's got to keep that like Ryan Johnson sensibility. You know, he's like I'm too cool to be JJ Abrams. Where JJ Abrams is like I'm a fucking fanboy. I'm gonna give these motherfuckers what they want. I'm gonna show them some cool yeah. shit. Millennium Falcon, cool new lightsaber, done. Teaser out, and right. you're like, "Fuck JJ." You just changed the fucking game. And I feel like this teaser didn't really change anything. It didn't show me anything that, like, maybe some new ships, like some shit getting blown up. You know, like, it did show Luke a little bit towards the end. showed the green lightsaber. But it's like, like Stefan was saying in the comments, it's, like, far away, you know. And, like, that's cool. I don't mind that shot necessarily. But it's, like, there's just no, like, holy shit, this is fucking Star Wars moment for me. It was more like, well, it's Star Wars. I'm excited, you know. But there was that little hesitation before i said star wars that upsets me because i should always <laughs> say holy shit, it's new star wars you know but that's yeah. like my that was like my like the more i watched it i was like there's nothing super exciting about this teaser except that it's new footage but you could have just shown me random bits of footage and i would have been like and they just called it star wars footage and i'd be like cool star wars footage yeah, yeah
4: this is and like a comic-con trailer
1: yeah like it, i mean I don't know. Like maybe the first trailer will be ten times better, and they'll be like, "Holy fuck!" Sorry, sorry, Ryan Johnson, you fucking rocked my world with trailer one. But you know, as a teaser, I thought it was pretty lackluster. But I'm excited for fucking Star Wars. Yeah.
0: You don't get to see a whole lot of like the story. I guess that's that's because it's a teaser. But I gotta say, I liked it overall. I mean, I love the training aspect. Uh, I mean, those lines that Luke's saying—those are Yoda lines from the from the other one, or no?
4: They're not. No, they're just. It's it's nice to see him assuming that role, but he's not quoting trailer. Yoda himself. No, no, no. But there is there is a Yoda line and an Obi Wan line embedded in the trailer. Um, I think Yoda says "strong" at one point. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think it's that like they're, like they're, so. they're probably so hit on cool. some of those notes at least. I mean, yeah. there's even that
0: that that comedic Instagram photo of. Uh, of Daisy Ridley carrying uh, Mark Hamill on her back,
3: yeah, yeah. You
0: know, So they, 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 know. Of course, they know. They, they, they fucking wrote the shit. Yeah, but, you know, they, they, they have to hit on some of that stuff. And I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, more than the fucking space battle, like the spaceship fights. I, I'm more excited about that stuff. Even though yeah. I, I really do like Poe Dameron, I'm gonna buy those comics soon at some point. At least the first issue. I thought yeah. he was, he was like my favorite part of uh, Force Awakens.
4: He's great. Um, he grounds it. He grounds in reality the way that like I mean, Harrison just, Ford kind of did.
0: Just a genuinely nice dude too. Like Harrison Ford doesn't come off as like too too nice. Like he's nice enough. Yeah. yeah. But he's been through too much shit. He doesn't trust people. So that <laughs> that makes sense for for who he is. But Poe Dameron still still's like yeah, kind of a boy scout in that way. You know, it's a lot he's, more
1: optimistic of a character.
0: Yeah, much more optimistic. So. That's why I, I like so him.
1: Cameron's been through shit, though, man. It's been He's been through shit. He, been just, through he, just, it.
0: he
4: just pushes through. He just pushes on through.
0: Still so positive. And he he names Finn. You know that 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 shit's awesome. I love I love that shit. And like ace pilots, I love that. Uh, I don't know what you call it, like stereotype or, or trope. I like that. I wish there was yeah. more of that. I, you know, like, uh, yeah, just like cool pilots. I think that's a really cool uh, uh, trope, I guess you could say, but um the red exhaust coming out of the ships was great uh yeah, they, those, i think they're, that they're island like is meat. in iceland but i'm not exactly sure maybe ireland maybe it's ireland
4: i think it's ireland yeah. yeah
0: it's i think it's it's cool i think it's it's looking good so far uh i don't really know what else i could i could say about it i'd, I'd like to know if that, if that truly is leia's the back of leia's head uh i like to know yeah. what how Maz plays into this because she's, you know, her, her mentor Yoda type. And, uh,
1: well, I mean, I, I think the Leia scene is yeah. just a homage to a scene. I don't think it's going to like – I don't think Leia's going to take a turn for the dark side or anything. Oh,
4: no, I don't think no, so. No, no, yeah. It was just – I read – yeah, I'd read something about like that. It was somebody's speculation on like just the, the visuals of it all. There's oh, a lot yeah. Of, there's a lot of silhouettes in this movie. There's a lot of muted tones in the shots you know the sunset island it's just like super high contrast it's 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 a lot different tonally from i'd say definitely force awakens but but i'd say from most of the star wars films it still has that it has the new disney lived-in look but it has this other kind of like you know the the lighting it seems so like um i don't know like there's a lot of like natural lighting it looks like they're they're in some of these shots especially on the island you know so it looks like it doesn't have that big colorful high saturation kind of star wars science fiction fantasy feel to it um but i guess that's you know it's because since it's like going through a darker turn in the story there's a lot more you know like you have the the first orders impending these like larger attacks all we had of the first order in the first one really was a few um you know like flyby missions and x-wings and stuff and then planet you know now they're out we're gonna see how strong that force really is aside from a few like superstar destroyers or whatever they were in the first one in force wiggins um but at first like i i I just i jump at any chance i can to just hate on ryan johnson (laughs) i don't enjoy his movies and i've seen him this
3: is (laughs) (laughs) you hate no i've seen him this guy man he's just just so
4: mug man I saw him I saw a screening of Brothers Bloom and and he, you know he grew up he kind of spent some time in his teenage years out here in Colorado and stuff like that so at the Denver Film Festival a few years ago he was just like this darling and whatever like that's, that's cool like, but he, uh, he was just like he was just like so smug and I just never really liked his movies I always thought Brick was an interesting like experiment it's fun it's right. cool but then his other movies just didn't resonate with me and to the point I was just like off-put. I'm just like every every way that this guy makes movies is the opposite of how I enjoy movies is kind of what I feel about this guy. But anyway, like what Andrew was saying is like there's a lot of uh, producer input in, in, in the Disney universe. So he probably has he's a very limited, you know, he's just clocking into work and then showing up to work and doing his thing. And, you know, I wouldn't knock him for being a, a bad director because he gets good performances. Yeah um i just as a storyteller he's not my favorite for sure so it looks like a lot of this to me and i I don't really know how to describe it i think it's the muted tones and the more like kind of like there's like a sense and sensibility kind of um notion here you know or like british like cold british film or like barry linden or something you know what i mean it's this like desaturated kind of historical look on this like epic operatic saga so which is cool you know it seems like it's going to be a lot more serious and he tells a lot more of a serious story he's never been one except for the brothers bloom to be like comical and i'm sure it'll be interesting what to see what his comedic sensibilities are in fucking star wars you know with bba and whoever else um uh, i fear for luke i fear for, i am like i'm i'm super nervous about what he's been through and where he's going and What's going on? But Ray, she's such a like. She's all she's ever wanted is adventure. All she's ever wanted is to get out. You know, much like Fame. possibly her father, family. Yeah, all she's you know connection and stuff like that. So she she has a lot to fight for. And yeah, she may be his new hope. You know what I mean? And that could round it out. Hopefully, that's like a subtle nod, really- or not even a nod, but just a subtle theme. Right. Um
1: I really hope there's a lot of like him seeing him his younger self in her and he hasn't seen that yeah, in a while. Totally. So like be, when he sees that, that like this inventor. Just, I want you, you I, know I, I hope think I think there I, are going I, to be those I moments like, man that. where you're just like yeah. oh god. I hope yeah exactly what what you're saying Maddie. <laughs> yeah what
4: you're saying is like i hope there's you know obviously this darkness to him but yeah as he lightens up and grows closer to her and i'm sure she has to convince him to train her you know he's like lost his whole jedi academy to some fucking ominous force so he's gonna you know it's not gonna be easy for her either so i'm sure
1: and i'm sure luke has some knowledge of the events that happened just being privy to the force and all the knowledge that exists within that but what i
4: was But what i was gonna say was like i hope we get some like like what you're saying see his younger self but we get to kind of appear into that older luke somehow like the wide-eyed adventurous luke you know i hope there's a moment in the movie where she shows him something and yeah and it's just like we get to see that young luke again just a moment you know what i mean that would be awesome
1: knowing mark hamill and like just mark hamill is such a good actor voice actor I want to see this like gravelly like when we first meet luke i want this gravelly kind of like luke skywalker and then i want these moments to shine through of him doing like his younger luke skywalker voice and just be like holy fuck, that's luke he's back you know like (laughs) oh like i would just have those moments like i honestly you like i love poe dameron i love finn like it's just fucking i I love those new characters i'm excited to see the new characters the especially the shot of the uh the asian character that they is new and oh, apparently there's another one they haven't re- yeah i'm excited to see these new characters but good lord i can handle like three hours of just uh luke and yeah. ray on a fucking adventure a, man yeah. like i like it that's just the thing <laughs> this is the shit i live for like rogue one fucking love i love that story i love the darkness of it but man i just want some high-flying adventure with some jedis and, yeah. some Sith. and, that, and that's it and that's the thing about this and that's the thing about this trailer
4: it's only like two minutes and 20 seconds and so i this feeling this film's gonna be like two and a half hours long easy. oh yeah dude yeah. so so you know it's like how much stuff are they gonna be able to get through and chew through in that whole two and a half hours like luke confronting kylo ren and shit like that more information about snoke and the first order and um you know plus the uh, new leia's, leia's like, role you know what leia's role has been and how she functions and stuff—it's like, there's, it, you know—that's one thing that I can't knock the trailer on. And it's just—it's just such a short amount of time. They only give you so much. I kind of agree with Maddie there that there wasn't like the "oh shit, Star Wars is back" kind of moment. But coming off the heels of Rogue One, it's fitting that it's just going to be like, no, we this is fucking like this is some dark shit. Last Jedi, red again. Yeah. Jedi's Jedi's are done. I mean,
3: we don't know what red and, means, man. There's, I'm on the edge of some Sith, I'm, man. I'm, <laughs>
4: right now i'm using the force to levitate in seating position because i'm far beyond the edge of my seat
1: (laughs) i I think the thing is just so exciting to have more star wars films like that's the thing Uh, that has me so giddy it's just i thought like after the i thought i thought like after the prequels that was it you know the clone wars series was really good and i was like they'll probably do some more cartoons that's cool but star wars is over man and then that fucking merger that buyout man i was I was like, holy fuck, we're getting more Star Wars <laughs> yeah. films. And, like, these yeah. are going to be... Like, at this point, there's been so many fans of Star Wars, people who've, like, read all the novels who have... Like, I mean, yeah. Stefan watches Rebels, oh, so, like, yeah. Thrawn's introduced in Rebels, which is fucking dope, because those Timothy Zahn Zon- yeah. novels so are fucking great. Um, yeah, I just... It's it's a great time to be a fucking Star Wars fan, and anything they yeah, want to throw out at me is great. You know? Um, and there's,
4: there's no... <laughs> There's no uh, loss for tension there, though. They're doing a good job of like keeping me on my toes and stuff. But one thing I wanted to say, and uh, talking about like the canon of Star Wars right now, since it's like been reestablished, which I think was the best thing that they probably did at this point, because it just like the stories are consistently really fucking good. Yeah. In this in this trailer, you see that you see that. Sorry. Let, let me just say. Uh, this trailer, you see that put that Dolly pushing on the the books, the Jedi books and stuff. Yeah. Um, the first. The first trade of the Star Wars comic books that the 2015 run, um, Lucas tasked to go back to Tatooine to find Obi Wan's. Yeah, I mean, so it's like I'm, I'm like my my fantasy like that because that would be like such a nice subtle thing. And on every issue, you have the story group credits and stuff, so you know they're thinking about this thing in this broad umbrella kind of way. That yeah. it would be cool to see Obi Wan's fucking volume come up you know gospel of fucking Obi-Wan and that whole Jedi stuff and they you know it'd be cool to see Ray and Luke learn some things together to be honest because Luke lost his well, guys. Yeah I
1: was gonna I Boom. wanted to say that that Luke is like when so like at Return of the Jedi he's like becoming a Jedi but he's not really had like proper training.
0: So, so so, so like Luke broke up for a second. Well, what? They, at Return of the Jedi you broke up for half a second there.
1: Oh, uh, well, just at the return of Jedi, like, we know that Luke hasn't had, like, proper, like, Jedi training as, say, like, Obi-Wan, or, like, even Vader. So, it's interesting that he would try to take on pupils, and, like, obviously, he would probably fail at it, because he hasn't had proper training. Like, he's reading from a book that could be a partial manuscript of something, and just kind of going on, like, maybe talking to Yoda and other people within the Force. But if we know anything about the Force, it's cryptic, cryptic as a motherfucker, right so it's like it's going to be interesting to see like his like what how he actually failed and like getting into that and like learning i don't know man i'm just i'm excited man oh god fuck yes we have star wars movies (laughs) it's just so nice
4: i'm yeah we do i'm 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 uh, what about like i'm i'm really excited to hear uh sorry i'm really excited to hear maz Kanata's fucking where'd you get that lightsaber story
1: oh dude like that needs to be a comic or something like i don't know if that's going to be in the film or not but they have so much ground to cover and i know there's one more film after this so there's going to be more questions at the end
4: of this one i hope it is
1: i'm sure luke will tell the story i'm sure she'll be like she's like you know i don't know i I I gave it to
4: her i went to her fucking bar with han and i just fucking gave it to her
3: that's the story i hope it's not that
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move on more training stop talking i know (laughs) sorry i don't know i mean they're making good moves uh i'm excited yeah i just i'm really excited to see if they put any rebels characters in uh this or some nods to the rebels characters shit because i know they would be Ezra.
0: wait go ahead
4: wait fun yeah yeah oh i was gonna say say it against stephen you cut out oh sorry i think it'd be cool to see an older ezra at some point it'd be weird to see him kind of just shoehorned in in there but
1: i mean i would just need him like in the background and like his like uh rebels garb or something you know maybe say something but not like they shouldn't be like oh yeah that's ezra bridger i'd be like ah come on you know
4: yeah exactly it's got to be subtle if you know because they're not that widely known of characters but something subtle maybe fucking what's his face the clone general i forgot what his name was captain cody. Oh, the general. Um, yes
1: that's right yeah yeah general cody, cody. W. i don't know i
4: don't know not that they have to put that much in there but it's cool it's it'd be it's cool that they're with the new star wars stuff is like about keeping things clean and concise and together
3: yeah and so
4: I, I mean i I'm think I'm super it would excited be... as much As much as I could hate on Ryan Johnson, which is a lot, I am very excited for Ryan Johnson's Star Wars. Yeah. You
1: do not want to say that to (laughs) me. You hate. Just say you're excited. You can just say you're excited for the new Star Wars. The word tasted like vomit. Just kidding, dude. Come Um, on. I mean,
0: like, it's gonna be. There's gonna be some. Maybe some of his. It's uh, gonna be
4: good. He's. He's. I knock on him. It's just because of my own reasons, I guess. But, but it's gonna be. I have no qualms. Like, I think the trailer's cool. There are parts. Yeah. The the end line made me nervous for a bit, but I see it. I get it. It's like the drama's building. I'm ready. I'm fucking there on my lights, that, they were that in my end ends,
0: that also i mean that end line can't just be ryan johnson's line can
4: it no i know i'm not saying that's his i'm just like it, it makes me weary of 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 the direction I they're mean, trying to take things sometimes because like i am a little worried that like you know a lot of these our heroes are dying off and stuff like that and the way that they're going out like i'm i want to i don't want to see the heroes go out all of them just depressed like they failed you know so you know, how I hope mean, they don't kill off th- Luke. I don't and think then she they'll be. To, Here's know, the th- th- here's here's
0: my 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 take on it.
4: Yeah,
0: I think it's that's Luke's arc in a sense where he, it's not yeah, that true. he thinks that the force is going away. The force is not going to go away. It's part. Of, it's written in the fabric of the universe. But it's the fact that he thinks that the force shouldn't be taught to humans or or humanoid aliens or whatever the fuck yeah. it shouldn't be taught. That, pretty cool. There should be no more Jedi's in his opinion, and, yeah. and the force will be there, but. But people shouldn't be taught how to use it because he's just been through so much bullshit. His best friend just got died, just got, got died. His <laughs> Best friend died from fucking Your motherfucker got dead, yeah. got dead. Done, got dead from uh, Kylo. You know, recently. So I think he's just like his, his personal own he,
1: son. He's,
0: he's done with that shit. But maybe yeah. we'll see Ray. For some reason, he trains Ray. I guess I don't Ray know. I Can't explain light. that yet.
3: Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Exactly.
0: So Ray gives him a fucking new, you know, beacon of hope or whatever, and maybe we see like a new side of the force. We you might know, see we've seen Force Lightning, right? That came out in Return of the Jedi, I think, for the first time. I'm yeah. even calling it. We might even see some sort of new force thing from Tower, the good yeah. side uh in, in this movie, and that and it's probably a healing thing. And that yeah, that's an, an interesting
4: it, concept. I would love to see something like that.
0: And that kind of thing is like, oh, maybe we should be teaching people more about the force, and that, and and then Ray is a catalyst to change. Uh, yeah. Uh, Luke's is the catalyst for Luke's character arc. Again, I'm spitballing like crazy. Of only no, seen 20
4: yeah. seconds of this movie, it's, but that, that's just, I would fun. I would I would love that. I think that idea is cool. You know, hopefully they go. What do you guys think is going to happen to Finn? Oh,
1: he's going to be asleep through the that. whole movie. Yeah, I know. Right, as far as I know, he's. <laughs> They're like
4: we don't know what to do with this character. Check it out.
1: That's Ryan Johnson. No, I mean I think he, I I don't know. I mean uh, I'm interested. I wouldn't up. mind if Finn set this out for because there's a lot to talk about. Um, I think I think a Finn moment would be great for him to show up at the end of the movie to save the day. What if the big twist you is know, that like, he was a spy? Mm? I don't want to see that. Man. I don't know. I, don't I want, want him to be good, mm? man.
0: I want him to be good. Hmm. <laughs> what I would like to see—what would I would—he was evil, actually. I would hate that. That would suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds <laughs> excellent to me. I, I,
1: oh, I would like—I want to see a change in like the Jedi, like their teachings, like more gray Jedi stuff. I think would be cool. But I would also yeah. like to see the Sith lose the rule of two, which never has been really said in the movies, but. Right, throughout Clone Wars and, and like have, Rebel, we have like an army to death and like, Well, yeah, like I mean, Braveheart style lightsaber battles. Well, I mean, Dart. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is this is all old. This is all old canon now, but like yeah. it doesn't exist. But like, Darth Bane started the uh, the rule of two. But I would love them to like get rid of that and have like maybe snoke is teaching someone else besides kylo like he can have multiple cuz he's just yeah. like i would like to see the star wars universe flipped on its head and get rid of the old ideas and i'm hoping that's what the last jedi does is like that's a good point. this is the end this is the end of the the original jedi training like we're taking in a new direction hopefully for the better but we're not going to know you know i mean it's going to be the same bullshit i mean it's always going to be star wars man there's always going to be some wars to be fought it's going to happen <laughs> yeah star you just don't want to watch a movie called star you'd be like where the fuck are the wars at (laughs) that's what i need i need the fighting i need the excitement you know but um i don't know i'd like to see that i'd like to go back to maybe some of the like uh some of the old republic compromises um
0: compromise star treaties
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm done i'm done when it gets to that point it's like the cnbc of fucking sci-fi
4: franchises it's just like it's
0: it's like star trek at that point like they're just peaceful
4: trade routes and the Arcturus Arcturus Nebula <laughs> being blocked by legislation put in by <laughs>
0: anytime they go into that politics shit it's just a little it's bit like Aaron Sorkin
1: writes a Star Wars movie <laughs> yeah. I don't want to watch that shit
4: oh my god it's just looking like some
1: alien just sitting report. in a newsroom talking about shit yeah
4: <laughs> that being said
1: and it's like
0: I do love Star Trek but I get it
1: <laughs> I mean I mean, Star Trek is Star Trek. Star Wars got the wars at the end. Yeah. You want a trek with Star Trek? You want the wars with Star Wars? Am I right?
3: I'm right. <laughs> That's true. Right.
1: You look like I mean, I like going to new planets in Star Wars. That's great, but I need I need Jedi and Sith man. Like I need to know that that exists. I need to know that the force is there. Right. You know? Yeah. Because someone's yeah, like, sure. oh, like we were talking. They're like, oh, a lot of people at work really enjoyed like Rogue One because it didn't have like the the action like the swashbuckling the sword fighting kind of stuff they're like oh i liked it because it was like darker and different and i was like i mean don't get me wrong i fucking love rogue one but man i fucking love jedi and sith shit
0: you're right that's one of the reasons you can go to star wars is some lightsaber Uh, action
1: yeah dude i also hope there's like what what you guys were saying about like there being some kind of new force power i hope we get to see the force like used and like like i want to see like fucking force pushes like extreme force pushes like shit from star wars the force unleashed (laughs) Well, like the Force Unleashed, like anything they did in that game was fucking years beyond. You know, I don't like, like those. I, it, I like the first one's good. The second one's not that great, but I like the idea. Like, I just like the fact that they were trying to push those powers as far as they could. Like, what if someone was like just unleash the Force? You know, and you mean Star Wars: The Masters
0: of the Terras Kasi?
1: Dude, I don't. I like that game.
0: That shit was good, dude. I enjoyed that game.
1: That's like, people, like, that's one of the worst Star Wars games, like, on lists.
0: Crazy. Look, let me tell you something. That was a fighting that's game, fighting and game, I enjoyed right? it thoroughly.
1: Yeah. thoroughly. The last fighting game I enjoyed. <laughs> the last fighting game I enjoyed. What was that on PS1? Yes. ps baby.
0: I love that Masters shit. Of that was my shit. I fucking had that game, and I thought it was great. I wish they had more of that shit.
1: Uh, I wish they would just fucking get rid of this Battlefront shit. Not to. Battlefront's cool. But I would like a new old Republic game, something where it's like an RPG. You start off as like someone who just learns about the Force, like Jedi Academy or something. Fuck, man, like make this fucking game. Like, how is this? Oh, you
0: mean like an Uncharted type of game?
1: No, not that. I I want like an open world RPG, like, you know, like Fallout 4 or some shit. But I just like want to, I want to like either, you know, decide to be like the middle of the road really good or like, I mean, it's just like the old Republic games, man. Like those games are fucking great. But I want like an updated version of that, you know, with like current technology, cool fucking light. Oh man.
4: Yeah, that would be cool. I want like the most minimalist Jedi game where it's just like you control the lightsaber with one joystick and like, you know, the powers are very simple. You got a force push. It's like I want to see the Fumito yeah. Ueda version of a fucking Star Wars game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably not happening, Stephen, uh, But Never. I know. Idea. I gotta. I gotta start learning how to code.
0: <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, but anyway,
4: yeah, it'd be cool to see maybe like more Star Wars. Again, <laughs> <Well, laughs> well, yeah, yes, I, even, I forgot what we were talking about. Other talking about Last Jedi mainly. The last, uh, yeah, Kylo Ren rocking the Anakin scar—that's cool. It'll be rumors of Hayden Christensen coming back. That'd be kind of cool, you know. With That'd the, be weird, man. Somebody who can actually direct would be nice. Um, he still sorry, can't sorry George, and all, but, you know, we all saw those movies, so. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, but, yeah, the cool, like, uh, I, like what Maddie was saying, like, delving more into, like, Kylo's training and the dark, somebody battling with the darkness. To see him come out of that would be kind of cool. I kind of feel like him killing Han was, like, over the line, but you never I know what these wars
1: I mean the thing that sucks now is that Carrie Fisher is gone. So there yeah. can never be unless they do it in this film, that reconciliation of him saying to his mom, I'm sorry I killed my father. Well, they yeah. But they shot it before she died.
0: It's gonna be insane to see that if it's actually
1: there. Yeah. I know, I'm just saying, but they'd have to do it in this film because they can't do it in the last one.
0: Oh well, yeah, for sure. Like yeah.
1: so if that if that turn never ha if that turn doesn't happen in this film, like, I mean, it, it might be great for him, too, that he becomes a better Jedi. Like, he comes back from the dark side, but he never has that closure, which could hold him back from certain things, which could be cool, too. Because it's like, you know, like, he can't tell Han he's, like, he's sorry, or he can't tell his mom. And, right. like, that whole thing of, like, how are they going to kill off Leia? Like, you know, like, is it just going to be the scrawl in the third film that, like, General Leia Organa has passed? Leia's or something dead! Know, oh, they'll but... do that
0: fucking thing they did with Rogue One. <laughs>
1: No, they they're not gonna do that. They said. Oh, they, they said, said that. Well. Okay. Yeah, I like they have they, no
4: choice get then. Old footage and alter it a little bit, and then be like, "Well, we didn't actually use CG." You know what I mean? I
1: mean,
3: I think a
4: copy hologram of Leia with some old footage where they reanimate her mouth, and she'll be giving like this hopeful, like, "This is what we have to do now," and then fucking that was the last message that Leia sent before the base was attacked on Yavin. Seven. Yeah,
1: I, I'm assuming it'll be in the scrawl of the third film. It's like she has died, but she left one last message or some shit, you know. And it At starts the movie <laughs> just like
3: the force. I know, man, but that
1: sucks because I was like, oh man, we're gonna get we're gonna get Leia for another the third movie. That'll be great, you know. But it's gonna like I don't know, man. It, it sucks. It sucks that she had to pass. Like especially with the Star force. Wars coming back.
4: All is as the force wields it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All is as the force wields it.
0: Indeed, indeed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck,
4: man! I can't wait for this movie. December. Shit. Oh man, I can't. Dude, remember, for remember shit. when it remember it's when it was supposed to come day. out in the
1: summer? Remember that, and then they pushed it back to December. Remember that bullshit. That's uh, yeah. I
0: mean, it was supposed to come out in May, right? They wanted okay, that all yeah, about the May. It supposed to come out, to
1: come to out in that May. That, yeah, a tradition or something. It's because it's, that's when, like, that's Harry yeah. Potter, like.
4: You know, the the Christmas time right then, they're going to make more money on top of what they would make in the summer. You think? I don't know. What the
1: fuck? I I mean, Star Wars is going to make a shit ton of money anyway, no matter when the fuck it comes out.
4: The traditionally, uh, uh,
0: you know, Star Wars came out in May, and they thought about doing that for uh, for this one, Episode Eight, but uh, Force Awakens made so much fucking money for in Christmas time, so they were like, you know what, we're just going to own Christmas. Harry Potter's out of the way and uh yeah they're gonna own christmas until like fucking 2030 or whatever the fuck so uh you know we're gonna have good times
1: yeah yeah but i don't want to wait that long i want summer fucking star wars i mean hopefully the han solo maybe they'll do like the in between films earlier
4: some of the anthology films that'd be cool yeah i want to be in one it's possible but don't fucking cast me as a stormtrooper
1: I want lines and everything. I want a lightsaber. I want it all. Stupid. No, I don't want to
4: be. I'd rather be just a peasant on a planet. You know, if I got like a, if I want a contest or something. Oh, if they put me like Isaac's uncle. (laughs) Yeah, or if they're like, no, like it isn't. I could just be in the background. But if they're like, you want a contest? You get to be in the next Star Wars movie. I'd be like, oh my god, that's amazing. But then they get me there and they're like, here's your fucking stormtrooper costume. I'm like, "I, I just can't do that.
1: Did you hear that story of like Oscar Isaac's uh, uncle was like the one who showed him Star Wars and was like the Star Wars fan? Oh, and he shit. like brought it, he brought him on set and he was like just so happy to be on set. And JJ was like, Put him in a fucking costume, let's get him in the scene. And the guy was like, Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and he's I like, and in, in, in the opening shot of yeah. Force Awakens when like all the destruction's happening uh with Max von uh, Sydow, like, he's in there. So. I don't know. That's fucking cool, man. I mean that's why I love I, JJ. I, 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 I kinda I, wish I, JJ would have just directed all of these. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kinda weird that they, they, they cycled them out, but maybe they didn't they were afraid of his I mean, uh, paycheck that they'd they'd have to pay. I don't know. I don't know what they mean. Is.
1: I have a paycheck, where are you fucking kid. It's a fucking Disney, man. Like pfft. They have the after
0: money. Fucking yeah. Beauty, the well, after, the after fucking caught, Beauty caught and the Beast remember? they can
1: afford anything. Yeah, that's his, true, yeah, yeah. The third one. I mean, but the other Star Wars weren't directed by uh, the original trilogy, anyway, was directed by different people. Yeah. George only did the first yeah. one, and then he—we saw what happened when he did all three of the prequels. We saw. Woo. We fucking. Do, don't you remember? We, we all saw. Y'all remember Jar Jar? I'm interested to see what Colin Trevorrow does with like what his Star Wars movie looks like.
4: I love that guy. That'll be cool to see him round out, round it out. I really like Jurassic World. It wasn't like the most. You know, like pivotal, amazing cinema, cinematic of achievement, not. achievement or anything. But I, I really <laughs> liked, I like I his movie. I love fucking Safety Not Guaranteed. I'm super excited. So that'll be cool. Like this, the downer one is going to be Ryan Johnson's big surprise. Um, but uh, the next, the next one after that will be fucking.
0: Wait, Trivaro's
1: doing episode nine. Yeah.
0: Oh shit, yeah. that's news to me. Fuck. Well, fuck me. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> that'll be cool. All right. It's like you don't care about Star Wars or something, Andrew.
0: Man, eight hasn't even come out yet. I haven't even looked up episode nine news yet.
1: <laughs> it's called being a fucking Star Wars fan. We <laughs> haven't even watched Rebels or the animated Clone Wars, so. Uh, that's I haven't yeah, watched. It's okay.
4: He, he, he gets a pass. He's the only one out of us who has a girlfriend. <laughs>
1: Damn, that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> that's true.
4: So you know a lot he of times. He Star
1: Wars
0: is...
4: though. She does.
0: So maybe there is no excuse.
1: There's Shout no out excuse. To, and you like cartoons. Why the fuck are you watching the animated series?
0: Man, I don't know. I'll get on to it soon enough. Maybe after this, after I watch Fantastic.
4: Five years from now. That's a good note. It'll be when.
1: The way you
0: when
4: watch shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, when Andrew's like 60 and he's got a catch up, he'll be sitting in his rocking chair and he's like,
1: dang, you guys ever seen Rebels?
4: I'm gonna be like, yeah. Man. You guys want so to get Superhouse back
1: together and talk about Rebels?
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to teleport right over. <laughs> what's your it's coordinates <laughs> we don't That's use coordinates thing. anymore grandpa
0: we just uh, 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 fast dial yeah
1: teleport. just text yourself over there <laughs> do I have to call collect
3: <laughs>
4: text a sandwich into my stomach up next we're going to watch the Thor Ragnarok trailer um, the newest Thor film in the series and we're going to go in three two one play. Fuck you Kino Check. Fuck you, Kino Check. Here we go. I don't know Intrigue. What's Soul. going on with Thor? Oh shit, metal, heavy metal as fuck. I know metal it's pretty already. metal. It's pretty metal, yeah. <laughs> it really is.
0: How did this happen? I like that they really uh, oh. took that '80s metal vibe, story, that man, brutal man, legend dude. vibe, kind of with yeah, this trailer.
4: She is sexy as hell. I love Kate yeah, Blanchett. Look, she is looking good. yeah. Damn, goth Kate Blanchett. i mean,
1: that's what? Just she just size. destroyed Thor's cool hammer. I ham. think like a sword
4: album cover or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One of the good that, ones. I love her. I'd be like, yo, I'll, I'm down to fight this war with you, but yo, can we go out or something?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh this is like Star Wars here. This shit. Yeah, I love that they're doing this. Great. Like, That's it's like it's like they don't dreaming, give a fuck about space-y. being fantasy anymore. They're like, we're in space, bro. Yeah. Fuck, fuck Asgard. We're in space.
4: Yeah. Oh,
1: they're gonna be fantasy.
4: Oh, I know, but it's it's, I, yeah, it's definitely it's a good mix a that they they can take that Guardians vibe even further in another direction. Right, right, right. Loki, fuck yeah, Rockstar, love it. The dude. one shot of Loki, which is great, so badass. And then I his new his new look looks as fucking awesome.
0: At least they explain him getting a fucking hair haircut You know, it's not, it's not <laughs> like know. him just like having short hair one day. That helmet. Why they need uh, to like click it into place like that? I don't know, but it's fine.
1: Dude, it's fucking dope, man. That's so cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, I love the reaction here. I love this Kirby
4: background right here. That shit is sick. This is the the the, the 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 couch he's sitting on is Kirby. Like the whole look of everything. The guy in the background is reminiscent of a Celestial, the searcher or something I forget. And then another guy on right. the far right. The guards are reminiscent of Celestials, and just the style. The background is splashy and cosmic, like his shit. Like totally, right.
0: Fuck yeah! Well, fuck, man. man. I mean, look, this trailer surprised a lot of people. I think with uh, the amount of people that it got, it it broke. It seems to it broke even like Spider-Man's record for like twenty the twenty-four hour. It's
4: just like you know, funky, funky works nowadays. Like what we need now is funky, you know. (laughs)
3: Guardians, (laughs) colorful, fun.
4: You know, like uh, this. It's just so. You know, and it's not James Gunn's Thor. You know, it's not what we've seen yet. It's like a whole different director, dude, who did what we do in the shadows, uh, right. and the hunt Wait, for the Wilder people, hunt for the What's Wilder the people, name? yeah, Taika, Taika Waititi, yeah, I think. Um, great, awesome, fucking. I mean, it just this trailer is just so funky, <laughs> and it's yeah, like it's going like back to like seventies, it but it's awesome. It
0: looks better yeah. than fourth, one and two, really. Yeah, looks like the best
4: one. I, the titles are so cool. Like I hope there's a lot of that kind of colorfulness. I mean, it already looks like there's a lot of colorful kind of like, which I think the Thor films needed cuz they were bordering on being like kind of Harry Potterish just cuz they were so like dark, uh, the second one, the first one, well, the second one anyway. Um, I don't know. I'm just It is called Harry the Dark Potter. World. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm just making that Harry Potter comparison too, but at times it felt like Harry and Voldemort or something. But um but with this one, it's, like, totally different. And the first one's different. The first one's, like, a desert film, you know, like... The it's like Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. And then and then this one is, like, yeah, I just... Uh, at first, I had problems with that. He's my friend from work. But, man, other people got to have fun. Other people have different sense of humor than Stefan. So he needs to get over... <laughs> No, it's okay I if you don't know. like it. I mean, I understand you taking. You know, I, at first, I was TV. like, "Ah, oh, that's fucking." Why do they? i like, because part of me is like, with these superhero movies, like you know, you just want them to be for you, or you just want them to be like perfect for you. Um, but then they are always like. There's a, a lot of times. There's a line at the end of these kind of trailers, and it's just like, "Oh man!" Like you had to, you know. Like what what it shows to me is like he views the
0: Avengers as work, but he's also that's like, a, yeah, Asgardian warrior. Is that just yeah. work to him too, or? Uh, how does he yeah, do all it, this shit it, but it's it's, it's, it's fine just, <laughs> it's just like it's just one line yeah. it's not gonna be it's not gonna ruin it's the rest stupid, of the fucking movie
3: but I understand
0: I understand your, your problems with it but I think overall yeah. it's a fucking great it trailer I can't like, believe I'm this excited for the third Thor film yeah it
4: you just know, seems uh, like they can't like the studios or the producers or whoever can't you know they can't just let it be what it is for like two seconds before they have to make like some kind of like self-referential like self-aware kind of joke. It seems like you just can't get away from that shit anymore because it's kind of validating of like, look, it's happening, really? You know, it's like, you know, this could be real because they're like work buddies and I'm just like, why couldn't you just let it be what it is? It's always got to be this, like, bring it right back to your fucking like... I don't know.
0: To something that Um, you'd understand, you mean?
4: Like, like, uh, something language that you'd understand? Because because when things get too fantastic or too confusing, it seems like they got to be like, is this really happening right now? Or like, you know, like, it's just always shit like that. Just that like kind of self-aware self referencing kind of scene where it's just like wink, wink. Like it's, 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 it's insulting because it's breaking the fourth wall without fucking paying me the intelligence enough to know you're breaking fucking.
0: Fourth Maybe wall. they even like, they threw around the idea that they were, they, that he was going to say, we've battled together. But that, that would
3: have been tight
0: but <laughs> that that would have been cooler but it might not have been as funny to a lot of people
3: because yeah. there's something about yeah. the guy at the like, office like, is
0: the hulk you know that's so funny which i get it it's not my sense of humor necessarily either but yeah. it's just you know it's, it's just it's it's a mass market movie it's what it's a four quadrant exactly. movie i
3: can
4: I'm, I'm getting older i'm getting less angry i think i hope um, so I can relinquish my beef on that one. It's like I know like, <laughs> relinquish are the gonna beef. Be
3: <laughs> <laughs> relinquish the beef.
4: it's not, oh, the, it's not romancing <laughs> the stone. It's relinquishing the beef. Uh, that's the name of my first album, by the way. Um, oh, of course. This winter, yes, the beef. of course. Um, but but no, this shit looks awesome. Jeff Goldblum. It's gonna be. I hope he hams that character up because he can't be Jeff Goldblum just in some fucking spaceship somewhere. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's yeah, just gonna sure. be really uh, likable. People, you because know, he's one of he's one of the elders. He's kind of he's connected to Benicio del Toro's character in this universe. Um,
3: that's interesting. So,
4: so yeah, so it'll be it'll be cool to see him like have some fun with it. Hopefully, like, Jeff Goldblum's the man. I'm I'm like heartbroken what they did to fucking his character in the Independence Day remake, but it was so fucking forgettable that <laughs> we'll let it slide.
0: Oh, I never saw that, man. That just looks so bad. And then it's everybody so I know said it sucked.
4: Shitty. And then just like, what was his name? I forgot his character's name um, in Independence Day. But anyway, it's like his character I in Independence know. Day was like this hero. hero, And then in the sequel, he was just like some fucking sleazy old scientist guy trying to get in this young scientist chick's pants. It's, it's awful. <laughs> um, anyway, Thor Ragnarok, how, 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 how does thy Maddie feeleth?
1: Oh, I love it I think it was great. <laughs> um, uh, I, uh, I like all the I like the other two Thor movies a lot so um,
4: me too I was excited uh, actually, for this I
1: just, oh, go ahead.
4: but just recently realized I, I fucking love Thor I've been reading some of the comics I like those movies Thor's my dude Hemsworth is the bomb but
1: yeah no I just think yeah, it looks seen. cool I definitely don't think like when I watched the trailer I wasn't like Guardians of the Galaxy they're just ripping it off um they're ripping you know, off their own I, shit I,
0: I mean come on that, that argument
1: yeah too. yeah I mean and it's just like then they use another classic rock song which is it, like that's fine because it's Zeppelin man if there's anything you play when a fucking Ask guardian, you play is, fucking Zeppelin since they released and that, that song logo,
0: that logo gave you the vibe that it was it was from a fucking 70's album or yeah, a, dude, maybe no, early I mean, 80's rock album so with them using Led Zeppelin is comes to I no surprise it, to me whatsoever
1: I mean, I think it's more reminiscent of like a video game logo and color scheme more so than like an album, but that's my opinion of the logo. I still think it looks great. I got no issues with anything. I just, I can't wait to see it. That line kind of bothered me at first, but I liked it. Like he probably, like at that point when he sees the Hulk, he probably hasn't seen anyone from his world or that he knows. So I like his kind of, like, childless, right. like, yes, finally, a fucking friend. Like, Jesus, I don't even know where the fuck I am right now. I don't have my hammer. I'm stuck here. I have to be this gladiator. And then he also, he's also stuck there with a friend. Well, it's, it's
0: it's Marvel, ter- like, being really smart about their characters, the way what the characters will think. Because if this movie came out in the 90s, Thor would have been like, oh, no. And then, and then it cuts to them fighting. But yeah. they're smart enough to know – that no he wouldn't say that it's his fucking friend that he knows sure they had a couple fights but he thought it was like playful fighting in avengers i think it's from what i gather anyway so he he doesn't say oh no like the 90s he says he's my friend and i think that's where they got like a pretty cool i like the reaction but i understand the issue with the line that spawns from the reaction does
4: that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I like the reaction too. And he's like, "Yes." I'm like, "Okay, what's coming yeah. next?" And he's like, "Is yeah, that what yeah, yeah. a
1: friend from work?" I'm just like,
4: "Oh, okay."
1: I almost I feel. feel like there was a better way to write that joke. I don't Possibly. think I'm the man for that job, but I don't. I just don't <laughs> like it. That, that like it's considered I hope it's one of the... like you were kind of like you bring up buddy. like does he like does he consider Avengers work? Like I just something doesn't set well with me but it's not enough because I like the director I've seen both the films that he's done and I've enjoyed both of them so I know like his humor level like this yeah. is to get people who don't watch What We Do in the Shadows or The Hunt for the Wilder people like those movies are not made for the people who are going to go see Thor Ragnarok yeah. you know this, t- this trailer is trying to get people into those fucking seats and make something hit for them that would make like the everyday movie goer laugh because like in that trailer there is a reference to a line that the lead character of hunt for the wilder people says so i mean no she you know though. like yeah it's called Scuck's life so just watch the fucking movie guys and then you'll know
0: yeah uh, i'm going to soon
1: He won't it'll be a year from now well i, I will I at some
0: point it's <laughs> in my queue true. it's in the queue
1: it's all in the queue. Everything. All yeah, of there's that. a
0: lot in my for fucking
1: everyone. queue.
0: I swear to God. I bet, really I bet there is. There's so fucking much. It's unbelievable. I don't even.
4: I don't even open my Netflix anymore. There's just well, too much my queue is, is in
0: my Cody thing. queue, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I
4: gotta, I gotta work my Cody right.
0: Oh my God, there's so much. Uh, that's only for stuff that I can't see on Netflix and shit. But that's another story. Uh, it's a fucking awesome trailer. Uh, Agreed. I can't believe, like I said before, how the fuck is this shit still good? Like ba- <laughs> like again, back to the nineties, by the time we got to two and especially three, the movie usually sucked by then.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like Terminator for example. Terminator two, fucking awesome. Three. You know, I know Matty you just said that it was like pretty or one of them was pretty good, but still, you know, they, 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 they can't hold the levels of the old ones. Whereas Marvel either maintains or gets better. You know what I mean? So yeah, unless I mean... it's like Avengers 2's like slight missteps, but as bad as like the bad Terminator movies, or as bad as Matrix Revolutions, or whatever the fuck? No, not at all. Like they're they're just kind of slight missteps. They're not really awful. They're just not as good as uh, Avengers or Civil War or whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing with Terminator, the series is like after Terminator 2, th- it's pretty much done. They've like solved it it's like it's done you know because yeah. that movie doesn't end on a cliffhanger it's like we're destroying the last terminator and the chip so there's no right. way for anyone to get this technology so to make another movie that like just happens like oh we just found this but the thing with like comic book movies is, is there's so much rich storytelling like i mean they basically took thor and put it with planet planet hulk and that shit's fucking dope you right. know Um, I just, you know, I mean, and I also think it's getting fresh people and like getting this director who mainly does small budget comedies to do a big budget action movie because you can hire someone to help you do fucking action, you know, like, like what we're going there for is we want a good story. We want to be like entertained by the story and the characters. And if there happens to be fucking badass action, that's awesome as well. Second unit
0: often does a lot of the action too. A lot of people don't realize the second unit director Um, I mean, even in that. Remember, uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that famous scene of them like putting guns over each other's shoulders and shooting in opposite directions. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah,
0: it's fucking Second Unit. That was a Second Unit director. So, yeah. I mean, maybe the uh, guy—I forget the director's name—but maybe he told them to put their hands like that. But that guy wasn't there that day. So.
1: No, Doug Lyman.
0: Yeah, Doug Lyman. Supposedly, I wasn't there myself, but that's what I heard. Uh, But yeah, Second Unit can do a lot of shit. Hollywood
3: facts.
0: Yep. <laughs> You've heard, it, you here, heard it here. Superhouse facts. <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Good, good discussion. <laughs> good there discussion there, boss. We will catch you guys later. Bye.
4: Adios. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we are, that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and
0: Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon, like if you donate a dollar, you'll be able to uh, give us...
4: You get to go on a date with one of us For $10,000
1: <laughs> But you pay for everything <laughs>
4: <laughs> You get to have your way with Maddie For $20,000 For,
1: a-
3: <laughs>
4: for, for $30,000 We'll help you hide a body Check out our Patreon <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017 <laughs> <laughs> Links in the description